announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. He is the king of hamburger meat. On the back cave. He is the voice of the Mark organization. And he just ruined the intro. He's the... Uh, oh, the fuck, Sam? You just ruined the intro. You jumped ahead. You jumped ahead. Yeah, you, you just... You botched it. You botched it. This is a Lucha Outsider Show, episode 128. Jesus Christ. This guy ruined the intro. Hi, the me. First he disconnects, then he ruins the intro. Then he ruins the intro. <sighs> Already. <laughs> At least it's not me. Put that up a little bit. At least it's not me. Put that up, Leo. It's not me. Already. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh, boy. You know what? Hey, just to break the fourth wall here. He played mean. himself before the show even started and during the show. Start- when the show started. Uh, Come on, Sam. What are you doing here, As long brother? as it's not me. <laughs> Leo it's, loves all it, this. The person that gets the benefit out of all this is Leo. I said I'm good. I can take Leo, let, let, let's relax. Leo, the show just started, so you're going to get yours later on. I'm sure of it. But it's been a That's long week. Okay, here comes, the, <laughs> here comes the executioner of excuses. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Come on, Sammy. Come on. It's been a long week. <laughs> Come on. Sammy, you, you're keeping the streak alive, baby. The Brock Lesnar streak, two weeks in a row. Two shows in a row. Let's make it three next next time. Let's <laughs> He's Luchis already next telling time, right? us about next time. No, uh, the yo. the Luchis, you will be uh, in the in the in the you know in the in the uh, confines, right? By the way, Chris Brown is saying Leo did no Leo did not mess up this time. It was actually Sam. What up to Kenneth Dinkins, Chris Brown, Ben Cliff, and everybody. Jose Gonzalez, Ricans of Wrestling, Jamie Simmons. What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Audio. Right. So <laughs> it's good to start happy. Cause we were about to break some shit on Thursday or Friday. Friday. It was Friday. So Friday let, morning. Let's uh let's start off with that. Cause mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. I did Saturday. I was gonna go into the show and I was gonna start the show saying like yes. we've done over 130 episodes. We've yes. done 2019. Obviously, yes. Sam joined the Five show. Five specials. We've been doing this show for close to three years already. Three years? Close to. Three Don't years. tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and for Damn. the first time going into uh-huh. the show, I had no idea how the tempo of this show was going to be. And then a miracle happened yesterday. So yeah. for those that don't know, Instagram fucked us over on Friday and they deleted our account. 
Yes, they did. For no apparent reason whatsoever. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sometimes Leo decides to like change his pa- change the password for the accounts or whatever. And yeah. Because you so, got to do it from time to time. So I did a post about AAA, you know, uh, wanting to book John Moxley and the Young Bucks at a future big show, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's clean, right? There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing crazy there, right? You there's don't no think, copyright infringement. There's nothing wrong with that, right, Sam? You don't see mm-hmm. nothing fishy about that, right? Nothing fishy at all. Okay, so I did the post. Mm-hmm. I went to go do something. I checked back, you know, to see, uh, you know, the, if whatever and yeah. i got completely logged off so i'm thinking like ah oh, leo probably changed the password or something freaking leo so i try to say how you try to blame me first of all no but you've done that and <laughs> yeah. it's not not even blaming you it's that you've done that sometimes okay. so i try <laughs> to sign back in because i don't have the login <laughs> yeah you do full of shit we gave it to him go dali he Nobody. has a login for twitter oh yeah because <laughs> that, that's his name go ahead go so on, um <laughs> he uh-huh so whatever leo didn't do anything no. i try to sign back in it said our account is disabled, and then it took us to another page yeah. where it said our account got deleted. Yeah. So I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me here. So mm-hmm. I instantly, no! yeah, I lo- no. <laughs> I hit up Leo. I tell him what's going on. Leo now, while he's busy doing a whole bunch of million things in his house, now he's trying to dispute it with Instagram. And I felt like a part of me died on Friday. Cause so, I I want to show them the picture. Because I built <laughs> I built this page from the ground up. And the I- irony of this is when we first started doing the show, I didn't even want to do an IG page. Uh-huh. Fucking Leo pushed me to do yes, it. Yes, I did. And and it got to the point in the last two plus years where I've been posting more on the Lucha page than on my own personal account. Yeah. I even told Leo and Sam, if it would have been my personal account getting deleted, I wouldn't even care. Like, yeah, whatever. But just the fact that we build a following on the Lucha mm-hmm. page and, you know, we got, you know, whatever. We're about to crack 4K. Like, you know, it's whatever. It's only 4,000 followers, but it's no, we but built it's it. Still, it's still something we that, have that a, we've been chipping away at from the beginning. And we've had a strong following. Oh, come on, Sam. Come on, Sam. You're still fucking. <laughs> come fucking, on. Sam. Fucking God, man. So we got we got to get him an Ethernet cable. So I'm telling, I'm telling Leo, like, bro, we're going to uh-huh. have to start a new page. And I'm just like depressed about it. And I know some of you are like, what's the big deal? It's just an Instagram page. I'm like, not knocking anything on Facebook, yeah. but we got a stronger following on Instagram. No, we do. We do. And and that's the thing, because w- what happens is everybody thinks, oh, just take your personal page and, and make it into your show page. No, you, we don't do that. Every page that we've had, we've actually started from zero, um, which that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to build it. Now, the worst part is... We don't know what the hell's going on. So we're Googling back and forth. We're checking here. We're checking there. How long does it take to get unblocked? Or is it disabled? Is it deleted? So I was talking to uh, our homies, the heel marks. I was talking to both Brady and Danielle, and I told them what was going on. And they're asking me a million questions like, well, what did you do? What did you post? And I told them, like, it, it was just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking Leah, like, yo, have they emailed you back? And he's like, I'm checking every hour. I have. No, well, first of all, they send us the, the email. Your page is disabled. Mm-hmm. We're going to need you to send a picture. Uh, okay. They're like, a local business license, a tax filing, a certification of formation, articles of incorporation, a utility bill, or if you hold, if you have a web page. Well, we do have a web page, LuchaOutsiders.com, which you can go to right now and get our merch. But they also sent me a, a number that I had to take a picture. Look, Mario, I had to take a picture of. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, stop whatever you're doing. Put your name. Put at Lucha Outsiders. Put this code we just give you for us to look into it. So I'm I'm like I'm like heartbroken over this and we laugh about it now. I know we're laughing about it now, but I'm like legit I was telling uh, Leo, I'm like, yo, this legit ruined uh, my Friday. 
I'm like, I am so depressed about this shit. And Leo's like, yo, don't don't worry about it. And Sam on Friday, he tells me like, yo, I got faith. We're going to get it back. We're, we're going to get it back. So... It's the positivity, and I'm like, and you know, I'm in the mindset like I'm gonna have to start this new page. <laughs> then Mr. Dream, shout out to Dream Match Wrestling, up, he Dream? hits me up. He goes like, "What happened to your page?" I'm like, "Bro, they deleted us." And he's like, "Why?" <laughs> he goes like, "I hope one of these stupid marks they didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't report you guys." Yeah, fucking general. So okay. I'm checking like back like every now and then I'm going on my Instagram and I'm just checking. And then yesterday on my way to Hog. Right yeah, after you're sending me a message every couple of hours, did they send did they send you something? I check and I'm like, <laughs> we're back. Yo, the page is back. <laughs> so I instantly signed in. I did a post, and then people were asking like, Yo, what was that post about? And shout outs to the whole Royal Ramble crew because I saw them at House of Glory last night. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, Ryan, Nick, Brian, all of them, and they were like, Yo, what was that post about? And I explained them what happened. He's like, What the fuck? And I'm like, And and I think what bothers me the most is, uh-huh. and I said this to Sam, and I also said this to you. Yeah. What bothers me the most about our page getting taken out. Is that you see racism, offensive, yep. um, malicious, Nudity. practically porn on Instagram, mm-hmm. mind you, none of those pages get shut no. down ever. The, the worst we ever go to is let's take a moment and we actually make sure that we don't put anything offensive on that either. Mm-hmm. So and, and and it's funny because we did get ultimately the email back from Instagram and I know we're dragging this out, but we have to explain to you guys because people think, hey, we just turn on the mic and go. No, there's a lot of things that go into it, even from Sam, from Mario, from me. Like there's a lot of things that we put into this to actually make it here every Sunday. But they send us a message. It looks like your account was disabled by mistake. Your account has been reactivated. Have a good day. That's all we got. So Instagram, that's, that's all Instagram, we got. I got one of these for you. Congratulations. You played yourself. Because you let a whole bunch of negative shit happen on social media, yet we post about wrestling and we get disabled? Come on, man. Come on. Uh, I blame ACH for getting your Instagram blocked. Oh, we'll we'll be talking about ACH in a little bit. <laughs> and what up to Papa Bear 1983 You can follow him on Instagram. Also, a friend of the show, Kenneth Thinkins. Okay. Mario. So, I attended House of Glory last night. They put a phenomenal show. Chess. Uh, the main event was Private Party against the Lucha Brothers. You could check our stories. There you go. Um, there, it was plug, a, it plug was a the great... Instagram before we get blocked. Go. At Lucha Outsiders. <laughs> you know what was going to be weird, too? Imagine we would have had to made a new Instagram, and we would have to get all those cards. <laughs> garbage. Done. We would oh, have to, my God. We have to change all the imaging. <laughs> it's so bad. But, yeah, shout-outs to House of Glory. This might have been – I haven't been to many House of Glory shows. I think I've only been to five. I can honestly say the one I went to last night might have been the best House of Glory show I've ever been to. Nice. And it might be this Master P money that he's investing into the promotion, but they finally got a decent bottom rope. <laughs> mm. So um, shout out to House of Glory. It was a phenomenal card. And uh, an interesting tidbit on that show, at the end of the night, uh, Private Party kind of, they, they stuck around the ring and was kind of hyping up the fans. Uh, and uh, Isaiah Cassidy kept on teasing the fans. Like, how bad do you guys want to see AEW in New York City? And it looked like he wanted to drop a date. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, uh, his partner, Mark, Mark Quinn, was like, no, 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 don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. So be on the lookout. I think early 2020, I think we're going to get a, an announcement about uh, AEW coming to the city. And I think and it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be a dynamite. I think it's going to be a pay-per-view, to be honest with you guys. And, and you think they'll call it right before Bash at the Beach? Uh, I, if, you know, if they're going to call what the – if they're going to announce the pay-per-view, I would say it's probably going to be in January. Okay. Okay. Damn. That's dope, man. That's really dope. I'm actually really excited for that. I, I hope fucking it, it's 
either at the Garden or the Hulu Theater or something, man, because uh, fucking AEW New York, I think this is one of their biggest markets that they haven't even tapped into yet. So this but, is, uh, so let, let's fantasy book on what Sam said. Should it be the Hulu or Madison Square Garden straight up? I'm, I'm going to say Hammerstein Ballroom. If it's a pay-per-view. Hammerstein Ballroom. Hammerstein. Yeah. Hammerstein makes more sense. As really much as I love AEW, there's no way they're selling out the Garden. Okay. Yeah, they've been having trouble with uh, even the smaller venues, but I feel like New York is um, salivating for this. You know, they're watering at the mouth for this. They want they want AEW here, so I feel like Hammerstein would be the perfect venue. I didn't even think of that, so that that's spot on, Mario. But yeah, I I would be first in line to get tickets for us i tell you what um are you sure <laughs> I, I tell you what if if uh if we do end up going to this potential pay-per-view, oh, i'm going i'm i'm in okay so let's say if we all end up going to this pay-per-view uh yeah. if they do make the announcement wherever it's at you know as long as it's in the tri-state area who knows maybe you'll see uh uh another appearance of uh uh penta rated r if you know what i mean what? <laughs> there you go loki was was there wasn't he Yes, he uh, was on the card. He wrestled Masada. There you go. See? Your boy. Did you say what's up to Loki? I know you, you're him or boy. No! Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> and then let me give another shout-out to Orlando, our homie Orlando. Orlando Bloom? No, not Orlando Bloom from oh. Pirates of the Caribbean. My boy Orlando, he uh, runs uh, Violence and Suffering, and they had a show actually not too far oh, away from you. Oh, that's where you went the other day? Yeah, I went, nice. to, I went there. They actually – it was a, a tribute show to uh, Matt Travis – he was a, a local uh, mm-hmm. New York wrestler that unfortunately uh, passed away not too long ago. So they did a tribute show, and it was actually a good show. There was actually a lot of House of Glory talent that wrestled uh, uh, for uh, violence and is, suffering. Is, so it it true, is it true that they still haven't found the guy who hit Matt Travis? I haven't looked into it, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's because fucking New what, York City. Yeah, because so. what they were saying is that turn where he got hit, because he was on a bike, right? Mm-hmm. He got hit uh, by a dump truck. Um, that turn is notorious for people making that illegal U-turn to get onto the bridge. I am um, not surprised. And they were still talking that they, they haven't been able to find the tow truck that actually hit him. They know the company, but not the actual driver or the truck. That's some shit, man. That's, that's unfortunate. Cool. That is, that's very unfortunate. They need to put a camera at that intersection right there. So, you know. But are we, just, I, but are we really shocked, though? It's New York City. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't be too shocked about it. Yeah. Um, and that no turn sign is, is not that big. You know, so sometimes you could be like if you're not familiar with that intersection, you could be making that turn and not even know you're breaking the law. But if you're a dump truck, you should be knowing the laws. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you go through there every every day, every week. Right. Yeah. If you're a dump truck driver, you have no excuse, especially if that's your regular route. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Ted T. Chavez is saying I need to see Penta rated R in person. Uh, maybe that'll happen. I know our, our friends from the rest friends are, are going to. We're potentially trying to meet up, whether it's us going to Chicago or them coming to the city. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind going out there for all out. I actually have a trip with my wife. We're trying to head out to Chicago. We met some friends through soccer. So maybe you get to see the restaurants before we do. It'll be nice to meet some friends through wrestling, too. Check out the rest friends. um, Do you have to look for it on your phone before you plug them? No, 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 no. Oh, shut up. But hopefully in 2020, we, we do uh-huh. a little crossover episode with them. Uh, Kenneth Dinkins is saying, yeah, they had a whole story on the local News 12 about that turn. Okay. So that, that, that's exactly where I saw it. Uh, they stopped five cars the whole time. The camera crew was out there. So imagine the camera crew is out there for half an hour, mm-hmm. and they already stopped five cars with the cops there. Now imagine when nobody's there. That's crazy, yeah. man. So, but let's go. What's going on in the wrestling world, Mr. Hey, Radar? All right, let's. 
talk. Since 87. Let's start, you know, top news that happened this morning. Um, we had the finals for the um, uh, World Tag League in New Japan. Uh-huh. Just announced John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the United States Championship in a Texas death match at Wrestle Kingdom. Looking forward to that match. That's and it. uh Juice Robinson and David Finley, they won the tag tournament, so they'll be challenging the Tuggins at Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom is shaping up to be two amazing nights, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm really looking forward to this um Moxley match because he never lost a title. Yeah, he never know? lost a title. So, it's like uh, it's like um it's like my boy Hiromu Takahashi. He's gonna be fighting a uh, Will Ospreay, yeah. and he never lost the you know the junior heavyweight championship either. Now, are they putting this into the storyline? Well, they should. Uh, no, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely dro- dropping hints at these like for both feuds, yeah, especially yeah. with this feud that just started to, uh, this morning. They never lost their titles, you mm-hmm. know. But I think Humoro uh, Takahashi versus Osprey holds more water because this is a guy that was injured for a year and a half. Yeah, never lost a belt. He finally made his return from a devastating potential career-ending injury, mm-hmm. and he makes his comeback, and he's going to wrestle arguably the best wrestler in the world, Will Ospreay, yeah. for a title he never lost. So that definitely has more gas to it, but believe it, believe me, Moxley and Lance Archer is going to be an amazing match, too. Oh, and, and a Texas, what, Texas death match? Yeah. Uh, what up to Fad Mania all the way from the UK listening to us and watching us on Facebook. Mario. So let's talk about some of the stuff that's been happening in the last two weeks. I think the biggest news this week has to be they officially announced on WWE backstage that John Morrison. Johnny Impact? Johnny Impact. Johnny, Johnny Mundo. Johnny Nitro? Johnny Nitro. Johnny Mania? No. Johnny Stop. Lucha? Outside? Okay. okay. Uh, Johnny Lucha, no. <laughs> Johnny Lucha. <laughs> well, John Morrison is officially. Did use that, Johnny Lucha? No. John... <laughs> Johnny Triple A. <laughs> John Morrison is finally back with the WWE. Um, I think this is great news. Is we he going to were... be called Johnny Backstage now? No, oh. Leo. <laughs> but I think this is something that we posted a couple months back that he did. Sign, uh, PW Insider uh, broke the news. Um, he tried to downplay it on Twitter, which we know what that means. You know, it's just being a car, you know, being carny, trying to work the, the system, if you know what I mean. But, uh, you know, Ryan Sand uh, officially broke the news yeah. on WWE TV, WWE Backstage. And I'm excited for John Morrison. I know some knucklehead in, in one of our pages said, like, oh, he's past his prime. I'm like, so AJ Styles is past his prime? That dude has gotten better over the years. And I think John Morrison <laughs> is better than what he was in 2011. So um, when he left the company, and I think I'm excited for John Morrison being back in the WWE, and I'm excited to see his matches with Rollins and AJ Styles and Kevin Owens well, and Ricochet and all these great guys in the company. And it doesn't matter what brand he's on. I think it's great. And yeah. to be honest with you, he's a better promo now than he was when he left the WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Cliff is saying Johnny Full Sail. Could be. It could be. That is a disgusting ass. No, but but that, but it's funny because whenever anybody signs, right, or when everybody makes a comeback, the first thing that you do, which is fine, you start making these dream matches. You start uh, uh, booking the territory, if you will. So you do want to see. I mean, I want to see Morrison and Miz. I want to see that back again. I want to see them as a tag team again. You want to see them as a tag team again? Tag team again and then have a feud eventually. Yeah. Because so, if Mor- Morrison's 39 now, right? Yeah. He could technically wrestle till he's 45. Hey, the, uh, how old is uh, Flair? Like an 103 and he still might wrestle, get in the ring? AJ's fucking, I think, 41, 42. 41, and yeah. look how he wrestled. He's gotten better with age. Yeah. Sam, what you think Sammy. about John Morrison? I'm happy that he's coming back, but I wasn't super excited about the way that they announced it. 
Um, I know that backstage is supposed to be like this breaking news type of ESPN type show, but I'm more of a guy like the Royal Rumble's right around the corner. Why couldn't they just save it for the Royal Rumble? Because WWE and Fox has their say into it. I know. I'm happy that he's coming back, though. Um, I worry for him because if he doesn't hit on all cylinders right off the bat, he could very well wind up being one of these guys that's chasing our truth around for the 24-7 title in a couple of months because, you know, how the flavor of the month is with Vince. So I just hope that when he does show up on TV that he's put into um, an interesting storyline that he, you know, performs at the best of his ability because that roster is so deep that it could very well be, oh, here's the flavor of the month, and then next thing you know, decline from there so you know i'm excited and hopeful of uh his return but you know i just wish it would have happened at the royal rumble yeah i'm with you on that too i wish they would have left it a surprise but it's wwe when do they i'm not gonna say they don't give us surprises but this whole people need to understand what the wwe fox now has a say when it comes to the product and Mm -hmm. how they want things done if they want exclusivity because that's a big thing and leo Pointed this out when they first announced the Fox deal with WWE. They're going to want exclusivity. Of course. And a guy like John Morrison, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to get people like, arguably, this is the biggest story this week when it comes to wrestling. John Morrison, they're making the official announcement. But now also look at all the views from that Ryan Satin little clip where he says, yeah, he signed with us. Remember, because nowadays, and this is what people forget. They're like, oh, but but wrestling was better in the 90s. Yeah, but you had the weekly episodes to sell the pay-per-view. Now you don't need to sell the pay-per-views because people already have the network. You need to get the viewership for Fox. That's your pay-per-view now. You need to get the viewerships for Raw. That's your pay-per-view right now. It's the other way around. I also do love how when they were talking about Morrison returning, how uh, Paige threw in there like, oh, I love Taya too. Sign her also. So I love uh, them acknowledging Taya or whatever. And they actually acknowledge uh, someone else too on, on on that show that we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, we'll talk about okay. in a little bit. I'll drink my water. Exactly. Back. Drink water. Um, so Taya right now is the Impact Women's Champ um, in Impact. She's going to have a, a title defense at their next pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, in January, where she'll be defending it in a three-way against Jordan Grace and ODB, which I'm pumped about that. Um, Jordan Grace is the thick chick, right? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> if she drops a title, uh-huh. do we potentially see Taya Valkyrie maybe come to the WWE somewhere down the line? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's definitely why he, he signed with WWE. You know, because there's so many options out there. I'm sure the money was great, but I'm I'm mostly positive that that's part of her dream to be on that WWE roster. She's as well. great. Yeah. I'm telling you guys right now, she's gonna make it on our top top ten this year. The female, yeah. she yeah. deserves it. She deserves she, it. She's she great. Put in a hell of a she lot of work. Great. This year. What she's, about my girl Tessa? Well, the, she's on there too. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> ben Cliff, he's saying his first feud. Talk about Morrison. Remember, we got the delay. Calling it now will be him versus Elias. Elias calling himself a rock star. Morrison will come out and say he was the original rock star of the WWE. I would like to see that. I like that too. You can't. You, it's a good spin because you may, can't. You may, can't go to the. You could go with the rock star, but maybe, maybe they go with what he's saying, uh-huh. but they just don't use the name rock star because 
WWE has thrown the word Rockstar around. Yeah. They even also gave it to Nakamura. So maybe they, they use that mm-hmm. story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. Like maybe... The original entertainer. Or something like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Well, th- we'll see. We'll see. And, and again, that's why it's good because we like to, as wrestling fans, and this is one of the things that we've always done here on the show, is book the territory. Like fantasy books. See what would happen. And hey, most of the time we actually get it right. Uh, when is Scarlett Bordeaux? Uh, debut in the WWE or NXT, Omar Ramos. Do we have any call on that? Not she yet, right? made a couple appearances, like visually during some attacks backstage. Mm. You can see her in the background, but uh, I don't know when she's wrestling. Now, how hard is it for Taya to leave Impact? Wasn't her contract due in a, a couple if months? I before? had to take a wild guess. Mm. I think she signed an extension because we posted to carry on to the next pay per view. Okay. So where she could drop the title. And this is all me speculating. So kind of like what Marty's done with uh, Ring of Honor. Yes. Okay. And actually, Morrison did the same thing, too. Because Morrison, Mm -hmm. uh, when he was with Impact, his contract was up. And he signed an extension deal so he could finish up his feud with Rich Swan. Okay. uh, So so he he basically signed Johnny extension. (laughs) Pretty much. That's pretty much what he did. (laughs) Yeah, I got one. Okay. Let's talk about MLW because some interesting tidbits came out of MLW Mm. this week. Sam, our boy Teddy Hart is done with MLW, man. And I think this is a tremendous loss. Uh, It's tough, man. It really does. It it sucks for MLW. I don't know what the whole deal is with that. Um, I've noticed on social media that he is a little bit more um, rambunctious is the word I guess I could use. A little bit of the bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, but, man, it's it's disappointing. I really hope that he finds work somewhere. Well, know. I don't think he's going to have a problem finding work. But nope. I think we should we kind of should tell the audience the backstory to this because I think there's more to this than just the fact that MLW and um, Teddy Hart parted ways and he got released. So apparently, like a month ago, it resurfaced uh, a post on Facebook about a former Teddy Hart ex-girlfriend that gone missing and they never found her body or whatever. And Teddy Hart got acquitted for the charges of that. Okay. But somehow okay. that this is back in 2016. This is three years ago. Uh-huh. So apparently something resurfaced back where this this chick never like came up. I like I, I don't know. So that started giving a lot of negative traction to Teddy Hart. And then also Teddy Hart like is associated with or he was once associated with like this wrestling school. And one of the people that runs the wrestling school is like a a child molester or something. So that started getting a lot of negative backlash on that too. Like Teddy started getting negative backlash on that. So MLW had his first pay-per-view. He had a successful title defense the he because he was the middleweight champion right. against Austin Aries. He won. And then at their next taping, which was in Orlando, he drops the title on Myron Reed. And that was around the time that this news started resurfacing again. Right, right. So then this past week... MLW uh-huh. does the tapings in Queens. Teddy Hart's not there. And then the following day, that which was Friday, it got announced that he, that he parted ways. Another interesting tidbit about Teddy Hart is she's all he's all of a sudden now dating Maria Manic. Okay. I, I saw so, that, yeah. So Maria Manic is with Ring of Honor. I would not be surprised with the condition that Ring of Honor is in right now if they sign Teddy Hart. They need him. <laughs> They need him bad, especially with Marty leaving. They need him bad. So I, I could see that happening, too. Um, 
I know that when AEW was in Philly, he was backstage because, you know, he lives right around that area uh, in one, one of his residents. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up there, too. But, man, whatever's going on with him, I, I hope because he was on such a positive track and he was doing so well, I yeah, would hate was. to see him, you know, regress and take steps backwards. You know what I mean? And this is crazy. I'm actually looking up right now on Rolling Stone, uh, I think from 2016. Uh, the rise and fall of a wrestling weed dealing cat breeding phenom, um, and it's showing here back in the day where he did have some issues, um, and from what we've, you know, you guys have dealt with him a lot more, um, like like Sam said, it's it's it was on a rise, and you don't want it to go back to that, you know what I mean? Because what th what this thing is saying, it it's not making it look good at all. Well, I you know. Uh, Teddy Hart has a special place in my heart, yeah. and I think we all know why. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I, like, I just you want him. Change. I, I want him. Yeah. I want him. Whatever. I hope it's nothing negative. I hope he's all right. I hope he, you know, I hope he's all right. And, you know, he find, he yeah. will find work because it's Teddy Hart, and I just hope he's in good spirits, and, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. And he's, he's very a, talented, too. He, great talent, yeah. and he's always been cool to me. Of course. So uh, I, I, that's all I could really say. One thing I do want to say is when people um, have – things like a checkered past and then they start to do positive haters will always try to bring back the past yeah. you know what i mean and i would just like to say you know don't do that if you know somebody that's trying to better themselves don't be bringing up the past because the past is the past you know what i mean it, mm. it it's behind them let them shine let them be great and you know for all the people that was bringing up that that shit you know about teddy hart you know they could go fuck themselves because yeah, good, job, good job, Sam. Good job, Sam. Good job. Well, <laughs> congratulations. You played yourself. In Sam's eyes, everything went fine, but he didn't notice that he blocked out for like seven seconds. All right. Sammy. What happened? Okay, okay. okay, we're, okay no, we're <laughs> yeah, just making no sure you're back. We're just making sure you're back because you kind of there left you know. for a second. Yeah, seven seconds. All right. More in the L MLW news, and this is going to lead to another topic of discussion. So ACH made his return to the company at MLW. All right. Um, he had a great showing. Uh, he did. Like, he had one match, right? Yeah, he had a great showing at okay. the Opera Cup this past uh, week. And um, he kind of remember when Bret Hart, after the Montreal Screwjob, he did like, you know, like, fuck WCW. He did like the yeah. whole thing, WCW. Well, he did something like that. He did like WWW and then did the E and then he went like the fuck you to WWE. Why? I don't know if that he, I don't know if he did that on camera or not, uh -huh. but that's what he did. There's videos on <sighs> it online. And, you know, whatever. Like, I, I said it before, I've been critical on ACH, and not necessarily because of the shirt thing. It was more like the way he handled it and him kind of being a hypocrite. So uh, I was happy for him. You know, returning to MLW, I called in on a previous episode. Mm -hmm. I, I could see ACH returning to MLW, and I was happy for him. That that was the, mo lo the most logical thing. Okay, so he returned to MLW, and then 24 hours later, <laughs> he goes on a rant. On Twitter again, he starts, uh, you know, ruin the name of Jay Lethal, right? Yeah. He starts bashing him again, uh, talking about, uh, I think he mentioned even Jimmy Jacobs in one of his posts. And then um, it led to him saying on Saturday, I think, that he's quitting professional wrestling, that, you know, us fans don't know anything and kind of just, he's on a tirade. Um, but why? Like... It, he he's going through something. That that's the only way I could put it. And uh, 
Sam and I had discussions on this on the podcast and off the podcast. I feel like a lot of people use the the terms like uh, mental illness and, and this is a, mental illness. As and, an excuse for being an, an asshole. Excuse. When it comes to ACH, I really think he is going through something. Um, he's a talented dude. Mm-hmm. Is he acting like a, 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 an idiot? Absolutely. Is he being a Kanye West? Yes. He's kind of the Jesse Smollett of the wrestling world. That's that French actor, right? Yeah, that's the guy that they, they you know, gimmick the whole uh, him getting assaulted. <laughs> yes. Um, but he's a talented dude, and I, I want the best for him too. I hope he finds help, and I hope he does make his return to the wrestling world. I, I don't think he quit professional wrestling for good. No, I think I, he's just going through an episode right now, and I hope he does find help. He does seek help. I hope somebody reaches out to try to help him because he's a talented guy. And I've had one interaction interaction with ACH. That was when he was still a Ring of Honor, and he was a cool dude with me. So yeah. I, I just wish nothing for the best for him. Uh, Sam, do you have any thoughts on ACH? Yeah, man. Um, I just, man, I hope he gets the help that he needs, to be honest with you, because I feel like being in the public eye is, is very stressful, and I feel like he opened that door for himself to now bring in even more negativity because of the rant that he went on when he was in the WWE. And I think that the last month or so has been really rough on him. But like I, like I said, it was self-inflicted almost. Um, he should have handled his situation in a different way. And I know it's a stressful life, but, man, um, I just hope that he uh, he winds up, you know, happy. You know what I mean? I just want him to be to be happy. Yeah. At the end of the day, Leo, any thoughts on ACH? Uh, I think he's doing it, like you said, like, and mental illness is something that people go through. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people but, use that as an excuse. But in this case, yeah. I think he's really going through something. Yeah, but what happens is, if you keep having those outbursts, then get off of social media. Like Marlon, a lot Ronaldo, of pe- a lot of people, a lot of people, and we're gonna talk, and we're gonna talk about the Marlon Ronaldo yeah. stuff. But a lot of people go on social media when they're going through something as a cry for help. Yeah, but social media is not the place for it's people to for make you feel good about yourself. And, and, the, and the moral now the thing is something completely different. No, no, I know. I but, think in this case, he's going through something. He seems very, very bitter and at a okay. dark place right now. So, yeah. wow, he is making an idiot of himself, and I still give him one of these. Congratulations. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I wish him the best of luck, but he gets a congratulations. But he does need help. Okay, he really does but, need but, help. Okay, but at the end of the day, that's where your inner circle is there for. That's mm-hmm. where your friends come in. That's where your family comes in. Mm-hmm. You don't need three, four, five million people who don't give a fuck about you yeah. to tell you what you're supposed to be doing. If you really need help, then you don't put your stuff out there. Yeah. You talk to your friends. You talk to your family. Because what happens is social media is what you portray your life to be. Mm-hmm. So if he's using it as a cry for help, instead of doing that, because instead what you're of doing is dick. you're making yourself look like a victim and like everybody's against oh, you. you. Well, you could tell he's definitely victimizing exactly. yourself. Pero, but I think that's also part of the fact that he's in a dark place right now. He's okay, but you, but we've all been in dark places, mm-hmm. right? Now, me, you, Sam, do we put our stuff out there? I don't put nothing out there. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't put but shit out if, there. If you take the time and, and I'm like you go... The, I'm like the question mark from NWA. <laughs> Nobody exactly. knows about my shit. <laughs> Into the fire. But uh-huh. but if you actually look at it, like what he's doing is he's taking whatever issues he may have, taking it to the extreme for him to say anything and, and do whatever he wants, and then blame it on a mental illness. 
That's what I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you may have some issues because we all have issues. But for you to go online and to put your business out there and to talk about racism and to talk about this and to talk about that and then still troll people back because that although that Mexican thing was funny with Selena, beady, beady, bum, bum thing, whatever that I sent to you guys. It was fucked up. But at, at the end of the day, like, are you really going through some shit or do you want to go on there to then troll people back so you feel good about yourself? This is what I'm hoping for, and then we'll go to Sam, and then we'll wrap this up. What yeah. I'm hoping, that guy. What I'm Sorry. hoping for is since he quit, and I'm using quotations here, yeah. quit Air professional Air wrestling. Air I hope he kind of goes goes on social media, and then somewhere in 2020, he makes a comeback, and be like, "Hey guys, I was rehabbing or whatever it is. I seek help, and I'm back to kill it back in professional wrestling, whatever." That's what I'm hoping for, and Sam will finish it up with you. Daddy. I feel the same way. I hope that, you know, he gets the help that he needs and that he does make a return. But I feel like it, it might have been like you say it was like a cry cry for help. I feel like he was kind of plateauing, you know, artistically. Then he sees that shirt. It sets him off. You know what I mean? And I think he tried to bring like awareness to it. And thought that he was going to get support, and it completely backfired in his face. He was getting support, but then he botched for it. the first twenty-two hours of it. He botched it, it within two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You then, can't, um, you can't, and it goes back to the the whole for the for the culture hashtag and all that shit, which which is I, bullshit. As it which is, which, I, which I already have my personal opinions about yeah, when yeah. people say for the culture, but you can't say hashtag for the culture and then call an, an African American an Uncle Tom. You get what I'm saying? You can't do that. You're being a hypocrite. Yeah, you're contradicting yourself. I feel you. That's and he was, he was, you know, trying to get, like, awareness and want to backfire in his face because the WWE then went on their, you know, defense mode and said, hey, you were the one that approved oh, this. Absolutely. Shit, so. WWE handled it wrong, too. But I think yeah. the bigger blame here is for how he handled it because he ended up – he was – he everybody had it was supporting him, and then he kind of just – it blew up in his face, and he just threw it all away. Right. And then, um, you know, as, as this continues to progress, I feel like he doesn't have anybody in the business that he could feel comfortable enough to talk to about his stuff. So now he's going to social media to vent his his issues. And I feel like that's a very like it's a, a, a hip thing to do. That's what people do now. They go on there. They go live. You know, they no. they. Go and it, update their it's status. A, it's a thing, but I, I personally, no. I'm not for it. I'm but not that, for it, but that, it is a thing, though. But, it is but, a thing. No, because that basically shows you that he he personally, and, and I'm just speculating, but that just shows you that you're such an asshole that you don't have anybody close to you that you can go ahead and vent to. Because not necessarily, <clears throat> they don't have to be in the business to understand what you're going through and for for you to get to those dark places. A couple of days ago, uh, I was actually watching this fucking guy that's doing all these interviews, uh, Jason Souvle, Souvle, whatever his name is, uh, and he was doing one with Enzo, right? Now, we all have that public perception of Enzo, right, and how bad it is, but if you actually sit down and watch it, what he was saying is, look, I was going through a dark place, but what did I do? I turned to my people, and I, and I talked to them, and I came back, and I stay here in North Bergen. Like, so that shows you Enzo, the biggest fucking asshole in, 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 in people's eyes in wrestling. He wasn't out there talking about his problems. But, but okay, we're not gonna no, paint, no, no, no. We're not gonna paint no, Enzo like he's an angel because no, 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 he has but, his own but, shit. But but this is what I'm saying though. <laughs> Even Enzo had somebody outside of the wrestling world, not on social media, that he can speak to. Yeah. So you're telling me ACH has no one he can speak to? 
like I said, he's he's Kanye Westing it. Yeah, goes him. Enzo did the complete opposite when he wound up in hot water. He went dark on social media completely. The ACH needs to go dark. But but he explained why because he he went and spoke to his people. ACH needs to go dark. But regardless, I think we all want him to. Whoa, pause. To you know to to get help and for him to make a comeback because he's a talented guy. Let's, Let's continue the topic of mental illness because in the last two I weeks, I going to say Meltzer. Fuck that guy too. Fuck that guy too. <laughs> um, but mental illness has also been a trending topic in the WWE mm-hmm. in the past two weeks because um, if Ooh. you guys watched Takeover, Maronaldo when he does a uh, commentary, he's very mama mia. He's very like out of this world in a good way. Uh-huh. Mama mia. And. You know, I can understand people having an opinion, and maybe that's not your cup of tea. But to say that the dude's a horrible play-by-play or saying that he's but bad. Who, who started everything? I mean, I know. I'm just giving you the toss. Okay? Hey, who started this shit? Hey, Disco, why don't you shut the fuck up? Sorry. How about that? So, and we lost Sam again. <laughs> Come so, on, Sam! All right. So, let me uh, so let me continue. So, we have uh, Maron out doing a commentary, and he's very he's very animated. Yes. When he does He's the play by passionate. Very passionate. You could tell. And mm-hmm. I love that. So by the way, if we keep up that reconnecting with Sam, we'll be fine. Go ahead. Okay, so Corey Graves <laughs> Corey Graves uh decided to go on Twitter and he made a uh, you know, and I'm not gonna go word for word, but he made the tweet saying, like, hey, if you guys didn't know, you have a former Ring of Honor World Champion and also uh WWE Hall of Famer on the commentary team. Something that down those lines. And originally By Mar- the way, by the way, I'm sorry, Ben Cliff is saying Lucha Outsider Show has become the new Dr. Phil show. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Cool. So, <laughs> Go ahead. So, Morrow yes. was supposed to be on Survivor Series because, you know, it was all brand supremacy and NXT was part of the, you know, uh-huh. the the gimmick this year. Yes. And he ended up going home. Uh, for those that don't know, Morrow. Ronaldo, well, he disabled his... Uh, he disabled his Twitter and he ended up packing his bags and, you know, heading home. Uh, for those that don't know, he suffers... Also with mental illness, mm-hmm. he suffer, suffers from bipolarism. If you guys don't know, there's also a, a documentary um, produced by Showtime, if I'm not mistaken, okay. about Mar Ronaldo. And let's look at it right now. Go ahead, Dali. Keep talking. He, uh, you know, he suffers through this, and he has episodes like this, and that led to later on that week him not being in NXT. Uh, Tom Phillips ended up filling in for him, and this kind of was an uproar for the fans. People attacking Corey Graves. This is my opinion on it. Bipolar Rock and Roller Showtime Sports. You guys can actually find it on YouTube on Showtime's YouTube page right now. So, um, Dale. my opinion on it is: Do I think Corey Graves had malicious intent with the tweet? Absolutely not. Um, I don't think he meant it to be hurtful. But at the same time, is he, he tried to play it off like he was trying to work an angle here, leading up to to Survivor Series, right? Because it was all about branch supremacy. Yeah. I think that's a He's trying to cop out with that because if you're trying to work an angle, right? Wouldn't you throw shade also at Beth Phoenix and Nick, uh, Michael, um, fucking uh, McGinnis, Nigel, Nigel, Nigel McGinnis? Wouldn't you throw shade at them too, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's that's what you would think. So I don't think it's that. I think he just wanted to be controversial, right? Because he does have a podcast, mm-hmm. and it backfired on him. And you don't do that kind of stuff with a coworker, especially if they suffer. With mental illness, and you now, know, I know a lot. A lot of people were also saying, "Oh, but if Mar Ronaldo is that sensitive, maybe he should get out of the business." Blah blah blah. Listen, if you work with somebody, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be throwing shade at them on social media. 
period. No. At a corner. You don't it, do that. It goes back to what we said before about That's ACH. It. You keep That's it inside. You now, keep it in house. Now, do do was a tweet the tweet like that bad? No, but like a guy like Marl, little things are gonna like tick him off. Yeah. They're gonna tick. Well and I, something like that you gotta be careful with. And, you can't do that. Leave the guy alone. Why and, are you gonna do that? And and it goes back to what I was saying about ACH, you know, where you have, you know, two, three, four, five million people that are able to to voice their opinion towards you. I think that you had the Corey Graves uh, tweet basically bring an onslaught of people to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you do have Beth Phoenix. You do have Nigel. And then all those comments getting tomorrow. I don't think it was that tweet that made him delete everything. It was everything else. The people bandwagging in, bandwagoning on. It, it's different when marks and fans fucking do the hateful tweets, but when it's your own co-worker, yeah, no, but I'm it's saying, a little bit different. Now you have these marks and, and these, these fans, in quotes, that will now pile on and, and add stupid shit to it. You know what I mean? Like where where they will like yeah, Mauro, you 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 know I'm tired of these uh, hip hop references. Mm. Like hello, that's what makes him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now when you when you look at your feed and this Mauro and you see you know three four five hundred your own fucking coworker. Like no, I, I I don't need this. Sam. Sam. Uh, thoughts Connection? on the whole Mauro. We're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, Internet. we're good, man. I um, back I feel like the tweet was just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to what Mario said, I feel like um, Corey Graves was just trying to be controversial for his podcast. Um, if I didn't know that he used uh, the Survivor Series storyline as like an excuse or a cop out, yeah, which is complete bullshit. He was coming from Mauro's neck right there, and the the thing about it is Mauro Ronaldo under that WWE umbrella to me. My personal favorite color commentator or play-by-play guy in the business right now besides, you know, JR. I got a special heart place in my heart for JR. I know that, you know, he's been criticized online as well too, but I love JR. That's part of the reason why I watch AEW. But going back to Morrow, it's it's very easy to do what Corey Graves does, be a sarcastic jerk. You know what I mean? It's is very easy. But what Morrow does, it, it takes talent. That fucking guy, he's got those references in his head. He's Man. got those pop culture references. And he comes with a different kind of energy that makes you invest in that NXT product a lot more than just, say, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you what, when I'm watching the TakeOver, when Morrow's calling it, I'm invested. When I'm watching SmackDown, you could call it watching. A lot of the time, it's background noise while I'm scrolling on my phone. I agree. So that's my take. Maybe you should be posting on our Instagram page before we get blocked again. Uh, no, but <laughs> no, but no, you're no, no, you're right. I'm, I'm joking. Relax, relax, Linda. Uh, no, but <laughs> with the Morrow thing, like you did have that that different feel to NXT to to what Sam is saying. Um, and Todd Phillips is good, but it still didn't feel like Mar like Morrow. You know what I mean? Like you needed to have that on there. So, um, don't be an asshole on social media. That's what I'm trying to say. Go ahead, Mario. All right. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt because, man, this whole Bray Wyatt stuff has been trending a lot in the last two Ooh. weeks. The fiend Bray Wyatt? Yeah, I know. I know. You don't always have to talk. Okay. Sorry. All right, Disco? Where's my water? Exactly. So, um, we Bray Wyatt kind of dropped a bombshell to us the last two weeks. And to start off with, he got a new custom-made championship that looks like a piece of bacon uh, with his face on it. Uh, now that shit was nasty interesting enough nasty they 
sell that shit on WWE Shop now, and the shit costs seven grand. Sixty four hundred and ninety nine. It's seven fucking grand. I know. Seven grand with taxes included. So the this is what I'm gonna say to you. <laughs> Did you look into buying it, Sam? <laughs> like a seven thousand two hundred and twenty two. So, so this is what I will say. Unless up, you, yo. I actually do research for the show. Unlike you. All right. so, so, so this is what I will say about first of all the championship is horrendous, but does it fit him? Absolutely. No. What do you mean it fits him? Can you shut the fuck up and let me talk, it's, and then you'll get your turn, uh, okay, Disco? Yeah, all right, I mean, thank you. It's failed. So it fits a gimmick. The title's atrocious, but I get it. It fits his gimmick when he's the fiend. Oh. What I do like is the fact that now we have Bray Wyatt, and now we have the fiend. You call so it. the championship makes sense. Is it ugly? Absolutely. But I think it's meant to be ugly. Now, the fact that it sells that is for seven thousand bucks, right? And that we know, we definitely know one of these stupid marks. <laughs> you know. One of these stupid marks is going to end up buying this shit is disgusting to me. Now, oh, now, if you're a collector of horror and stuff and you are a wealthy person, if that's what you want to spend your money on, I'm not going to say that I'm going to give you a pass, but I'll be like, okay, I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. But if you're just one of these fucking sloppy marks that doesn't even shower or could buy deodorant and rather spend $7,000 on a fucking disgusting bacon with a face on it and not some deodorant, I'll give you one of these. Congratulations. You played yourself. And, and one thing to add is what pisses me off about this whole title thing is they couldn't use the custom-made title that Bray Wyatt has. That looks beautiful. They had to create a, mis- a disgusting piece of beef jerky uh sam go ahead man i did a list on my instagram story of the ugliest titles that might have been the best post and the best thing you've ever done on your page this whole this whole year i love that post so much when it comes to your belts bro because you hit it (laughs) and you're back you're back you're back you're back back. that might have been the best thing you've ever posted when those because you hit it right on the money with those belts that is the most disgusting fucking belt I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't say anything about the company. It doesn't say world champion. It doesn't... Nothing about that to me is wrestling. That is a, a horror mask on a piece of bacon. Exactly what you said. It's something that you would find at the spirit of Halloween or something. Now, I understand that Tom Savini is some big fucking deal in the horror world and things like that, but in our world, he don't mean shit, okay? So $7,000 for that, completely, completely disgusting for WWE to to do this as a cash grab because that's exactly what this is. You know what I mean? These 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 idiots are going to go out and fucking buy this shit, and I'm, I'm just pissed about the whole thing because exactly what you said, he already has a custom title that's beautiful. It's gorgeous. That's it's gorgeous. Should, it should have been that one. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm just, I'm pissed about it. And going back to what you said, it does fit the character, you know, especially because he's wearing it around his neck. You know what I mean? But it doesn't say championship. It just looks like a hokey prop. It looks know? like a piece of bacon with a face on it. Right. Ben Cliff it is saying this is the first, bur- the first belt I've ever wanted to eat. Damn. <laughs> he's got a point, man. Yeah, uh, and Kenneth Dinkins is saying uh, he's a belt collector and he will not be spending seven thousand for that title. And somebody already did buy that title. Hey, 
congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah. And I guarantee yeah. you that person that buys doesn't even get laid. Just saying. Uh, hey, do we need to pull up the pictures? <laughs> Just saying. We're not, we're not, we're not, yeah, we're not promoting none of that in yeah, this fuck show. fuck that guy. All right, let's talk more about the Bray Wyatt stuff. So last week, not this past Friday, but last week, um, we've seen the continuation of this Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt feud, and Bray Wyatt ended up attacking Daniel Bryan, shoving him down the ring, and looks like he was potentially ripping his hair out of his skull. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see the return of the American Dragon on WWE TV. Sam, what's your thoughts? Uh, I don't think so, man. I think we're going to see something that we touched on a long time ago when this whole Fiend character was still kind of a mystery to us. I have a feeling that Bray Wyatt is making a new Wyatt family. And that's why Daniel Bryan is disappeared or whatever. And um, I don't know exactly what he's going to wind up looking like, oh, but damn. he's definitely going to be looking different. Is he also going to have a belt with his face on it? I hope not. And we'll set it for 7500 I'm not really looking forward to a new Wyatt family. I hope that's not the case. But I am intrigued to see what where they're going to go with this story. Uh, Leo, any thoughts on this whole Daniel Bryan? I don't, I don't think you need to make a new Wyatt family because I think sometimes you don't need to always go back to that same well. Because exactly. if we know history and wrestling, there's only one Stone Cold. There's only one HBK. There's only one Bret Hart. So the Wyatt family, leave it the way it is. The Shield, leave it the way it is. Because, by the way, uh, your boy Seth Rollins burning the world down. Uh, he's been saying, oh, I want people to be in the Shield. Fuck that guy. Um, but what you need to do is you need to come up with new things. Now, does he need people around him? Off the top? No. You want to be able to keep Bray Wyatt and The Fiend separate from everything else. Keep it looking separate. And you did say it here on the show have Bray Wyatt come out and be that happy-go-lucky guy and win the match by being that happy-go-lucky guy. You don't need to... That leads us to TLC because it got announced this week that we're going to get Miz versus Bray Wyatt, not exactly. The Fiend, exactly. at um at TLC. And I, I'm, I'm intrigued with this. This is what they should have done. They, they need to keep both characters separated. Bray Wyatt... You should have had Raw and SmackDown, like you said. Bray Wyatt, <laughs> at this point... He's bigger than life, so he doesn't yeah. need a stable. He doesn't need uh, any heavies or anything like that because he's bigger than life. Mm-hmm. So I like the separation where you have Bray Wyatt coming out with the universal, the new universal title, you know, mm-hmm. with the blue leather, and then you have The Fiend coming out with a piece of bacon with his face on it. <laughs> I, I really don't like that belt. I'm sorry. You should have yeah. used the other one. But anyway, um, but no, so, so what I think you do kind of have this. Now, I really hope... And this is fantasy booking at its worst. I really hope they don't do Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend. Like, I really hope... That's not happening. Not happening. I don't see it happening. Bro, Bray Wyatt... I know. ...is the number one seller in the WWE. I know. Merchandise sales, yeah. How could, If they do that, they're burying that no, no, character I'm saying to the when ground. Be, because the, the character's going to become stale. You need to change it up. By the way, side note, that Stone Cold Undertaker a thing behind the Broken Skull, whatever, that they had on the network, very good watch. Oh, amazing watch. Very good watch. I, listen, man, watching that. And, and I'll say why. Cause watching, watching that, and this and it premiered right after Survivor Series, yeah. watching that, it was such a good listen. It was very history-wise and just seeing yeah. two veterans just interact with each other. Drinking. And for those that kind of – including myself, that have been having a sour taste when it comes to the other take in the last couple of years, it kind of made you fall in love with Undertaker again, just hearing yeah. these stories and stuff. And and it's funny, because and, and I'll get to Sammy in a second, but what I was saying is with Bray Wyatt, uh, the Undertaker was talking about 
the character going stale and how when he had to come back, he had to still make it that same look, but change it into the American Badass. Which was great. I was a big American Badass fan. Yeah, I loved American they Badass. Should, they should bring it back. But again, at one point, any one of these characters that we're seeing now, they're going to become stale. I really hope they don't do that Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend thing. That's, that's where I was going to. Go on, Sam. Dale. No, I don't see a Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend uh, thing happening. Um, you know, I think that that harkens back to like 94 SummerSlam with Undertaker versus Undertaker. And I think they're, they're not going to be doing that um, anytime soon. But, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to continue and say, you know, if you listen to that promo on mm-hmm. SmackDown when he's talking with Miz, he says that he's building a new family. And with Daniel Bryan missing, and I swear to God, WWE listens to the show because we talked about <laughs> we talked about Bray Wyatt and the Fiend abducting people and and bringing them on to their you know and into the, the new Wyatt family or whatever. I swear to God, they're going to be Daniel Bryan's not the only one. I don't know if Miz is going to be the next one, but uh, he's going to be abducting more people, man. And we're going to see them turning into his little henchmen and shit like that. Well, so, now, now I don't know where the uh, character is going, but it, it, they're really WWEing it up right now. Hmm. Now we know who actually blocked our page on Instagram. Uh, any, any, any thoughts on the Taker and Stone Cold watch? Uh, yeah. Sam? Did you get to watch it, Sammy? That was absolutely incredible, man. It was, it was great to see the undertaker talking with his, his Southern draw. I've never yes. heard that before. <laughs> Even even when he did like late night with Jay Leno back in the day when he was the American badass and shit like that, he always put that wrestling working voice on. So it was really cool to just see him be himself, taking shots with Stone Cold. And I really enjoyed that that um, story where he was talking about partying with fucking Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. With yes. Looking around, it's like, I think our work is done here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's great shit right there. So and, if and, you haven't listened to it, yeah. fire up that WWE Network. Now, did, did you guys also look? I, I think you're having issues this time. But did you guys also notice <laughs> when when he was saying that he lived the character more than he should have, like the first three or four years where like he would just kayfabe the whole thing, where he was like, "Hey, I could be out there wearing black, but I still, you know, I, I still had to extend the dead man look and kayfabe and everything." So that was crazy. That's- that's missing in, in wrestling today. Mm-hmm. I think Lacey Evans does a great job of it, but everybody else, I mean, once the show's over, they just turn back into yeah. the, their normal selves. And I think that that's something that's missing. I feel like back in the day, I don't know if it was because back in the day I was a kid mm-hmm. watching it, but these wrestlers just had like this mysteriousness about them. You wondered who they were in real life. Now with yeah. social media, it's totally different. Everything is just out there. But you see Lacey Evans, who didn't watch wrestling as a kid growing mm-hmm. up, who's just doing a phenomenal job of staying in kayfabe. Yeah. So. Uh, Kenneth Dinkins is saying that was a great listen. It actually made me go back to some of the matches that they talked about. Yep. We should definitely go back. And what up to Johnny Lopez? Yo, yo. All right. Uh, ACH might be texting you, Johnny. Go. Seth Rollins. Um, He oh, appeared at WWE backstage this week. And the last two weeks, we've kind of been seeing a little bit of a metaphor. Uh, Kind of, he's morphing. Okay. He's morphing into kind of like a what Bret Hart. No, oh, sorry. he's kind of morphing into what Bret Hart was right at the tail end of his WWF career, uh-huh. still being a face, but having kind of heelish tendencies because he's like, he's a face. He's trying to portray a face, but he's getting heel reactions, he, but he's kind of like sucking that in. He's sucking mm-hmm. those reactions in because in his mind, he's a good he's a good guy. So he appeared at WWE backstage and he kind of talked about a couple things. He talked about... um. 
one first of all CM Punk wasn't there and he completely was like yeah CM Punk's not here but you know we'll move on to bigger and better things yeah. he talked about uh the Becky Lynch storyline where they brought their relationship on camera and how he wasn't a fan of that. He talked about his negative reactions, kind of saying like they did it with John Cena. They did it with Roman Reigns. Now I'm getting the treatment. He's saying he, you know, he said, stated some facts. He said that a year ago I was beloved. I was cheered. And now, uh, you know, the fans don't want nothing, want nothing to do with me. And then the hell in the cell finish happened. And that kind of, everything just kind of went down the water with that nuclear. But um, I, I thought that WWE backstage this week was really, really good. And he also mentioned the Will Ospreay stuff. You know, they mentioned that on a WWE show. They mentioned that how he had the back and forth with Will Ospreay, and that didn't help out his, uh, you know, the the helped him yeah. out with the fans because it's like you're being a face on WWE, but yeah, you're acting like a dick on Twitter. So uh, he he mentioned all this stuff, and I like the Seth Rollins. I, I like what we've been getting from him on on TV. You know how he's. Kind of at a great area right now. And this is something that we never got with Roman Reigns. Because Roman Reigns, they always wanted to book him as a face, as a face, as mm-hmm. a face. Now we're kind of getting like a Bret, Bret Hart-esque from him. So it's a definitely a great a great area for Seth Rollins. I called it right um, right after Survivor Series. It's time to turn him heel. And a lot of people are like, no, it's not going to happen yeah. yet. No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen yet. <laughs> it's going to happen next year. And what happened at that Monday Night Raw? He acted like a fucking heel. So it's yeah. happening. It's happening, people. And I think this is rejuvenating Seth Rollins. Of course. Sam. Yeah, you know what I like about it? Um, not talking about the backstage stuff, but actually him in character on Monday Night Raw. He believes what he's saying. Yes. And you can hear it in his voice. The inflection in his promo is different than a couple weeks ago where he was trying to be the baby face. And he was like, hey, guys, great to be back in Cleveland. And I am. You know, that doesn't really work for him because he is kind of like a, a jerk in real life because he believes his own hype. And I think that this works for him. Yes. He doesn't need to be that squeaky, clean baby face because that's not going to work for everybody. Not everybody is John Cena. Everybody is Hulk Hogan. So I feel like this moving forward for him should be best, you know, and I think we're going to get some of his better work coming into 2020 now because 2019 was kind of rough for him, to be honest. Leo, uh, and and uh, friends of the show are saying Seth is so much better as a heel. Anyways, I think a lot of guys are better as heels, but you can't always have all heels on the show. No. So you have to have heels and you have to have baby faces. That that's the name of the game. Now you need your top guy to find a way not to get heat on themselves, and unfortunately, Seth Rollins has not been able to do that. He and and at every turn that he's done. Whether it's on top of top of top, you can't all blame it on that on that uh, that fiend match, because people no, just no. It focus. was before that. It was the Baron Corbin yeah. feud, no, no, and then was... the whole Becky Lynch storyline, bringing the relationship to, in, to and me, then the back and forth with Will Ospreay didn't help. So it's definitely it's definitely been adding up. Well, to me, when, when he called it the minor leagues, mm. you know what I mean? It was like, oh, they got to come up to the big. Nah, dude. Like, and and that's why we look at what Roman Reigns answers and what Seth Rollins answers, and he's burning himself. And the thing is, and, and before people started like, oh, but Kenny Omega said the same thing about NXT. Kenny Omega did it in character. Seth Rollins did it in person. Like, he did, he wasn't in character. So it's two different things. You have to be able to separate kayfabe from real life. Now, uh, and, and sometimes they can't do that. Dale. Uh, Jessica Hoffman saying, what's her thoughts of this yeah. potential AOP, AOP. Seth Rollins uh, faction? I'm yes. all for it. I think uh, it'll be pretty cool. AOP being heavies for Seth Rollins. Um, you know what it made me think of? I know. Got it. it made me think of um, 
You remember um what were the two uh mutants from fucking Ninja Turtles? Uh Razor and uh and Rocksteady? Yeah, the no the, from Ninja Turtles two the movie Razor and I can't think of the other one. Uh, it's Hope ca- and Razor. It, yeah, okay. So what it made me think of is J and J Security got like the ooze and it became AOP. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I started thinking of. And the funny thing is, one of the AOP members is actually named Razor. So it's like J uh, and J Security, Jamie Noble, J, Joey Mercury got the ooze and then they became AOP and now they're gonna be heavies for uh, Seth Rollins. I'm all for this faction. And I hope when this ha- faction does happen, hopefully it will, they actually do the shield bomb. So then that, that could get more heat on the faction. So I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, Sam? absolutely. Absolutely. Because AOP wasn't doing anything, and this is perfect a perfect role for them. You know what I mean? Put them out there with Seth Rollins. Let them be the heavies. You know what I mean? It, let them emulate the shield. Exactly what you said. Everybody's going to fucking shit on it. Oh, we don't like that. You know, Roman Reigns and all that stuff, man. Just let let them be great. You know what I mean? I I love this um you know storyline moving forward. Now, did you guys know that there was a bad guy on uh, on Ninja Turtles called uh, Origami? Why are you bringing this up? I'm just saying because I pulled it up and there's another guy called Meat Sweats. Hey Leo, <laughs> Leo, Leo, no, no. Sa- no. Sam's connection is no, messing no, up. No, no, Leo, no, Leo, no. Congratulations, you played yourself. La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. All right. Jesus Christ, Leo, never fucking fail. All right, let's talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. It took an hour and six minutes, but we're good. Let's talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. Yes. So, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I thought the AEW, AEW episode for for Thanksgiving, I thought it was terrible. I didn't think it was that good. It was phoned in. It was phoned in. I didn't really enjoy that much the Jericho and Scorpio Sky match like that. I think that's probably their worst episode. Now, by me saying that's their worst episode, I'm not saying I really I wasn't entertained. Like, I was yeah. good into my TV, but I, I just didn't really enjoy the episode Do you like think that. that you were waiting for something better to happen, and that's why you were glued into the I the feel TV? like WWE was in Chicago the past three days, right? Well, yeah. You had we have TakeOver. Well, no, let's start. Let's go back. You had SmackDown. You had TakeOver. Yeah. You Friday, had Saturday. Survivor Series, and they had Monday Night Raw, and all four shows were good, okay? Yeah. Then so I feel like AEW should have came in swinging, and was it a batch? Was it a show that you wasn't entertained? Like, was I bored watching the show? No, mm-hmm. but compared to their other episodes of AEW, I don't think it was that good, and I'm an AEW fan. I want them to do good. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to criticize them. I think that brand new car smell from AEW starting to wear off. Okay. And that necessarily might not be a bad thing because they're going to go through growing pains. Of course. Listen, when Nitro was beating Raw for 83 weeks, they didn't just get to 83 weeks. They had some growing pains. Um, You had some bad shows in between. Exactly. So... AEW is not going to go out of business. They're going to they're going to be fine. Uh, I, just think, this, 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 I just think I just think yeah, Disco. I just no, think no, no, they're growing. That 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 new they're going to go through some growing pains and that fresh new car smell starting to go away. Now this week I think AEW had a good show, but it wasn't their best show. They're going to go through their things, and it's good that that brand new car smell is starting to fade away. There, there's people out there that are actually keeping a tally. Like oh, eight to three, eight to. Th- like really, like just enjoy that there's people out there watching this stuff. Enjoy that they're pushing each other because now after that that show right before Thanksgiving, and you're right, yeah, you had the four days going into it with WWE being there. So even as a fan, you were still worn out mm-hmm. because you had four days in a row. You had Tuesday off, and then Wednesday here comes more wrestling. 
Now, we do get that from time to time, but I think for the city of Chicago, if you would have had a, a, a better show, you would have had that fan interaction, it would have been better to come on the screen on our side. Now, was it a bad show? I mean, they both did bad. I think and I think the last two weeks I've been giving it an NXT. No, NXT has, has won it visually. But now... Not visually. I'll say in-ring product and better storytelling. Because okay. visually, full sales atrocious. No, it's... AEW looks visually AEW looks like the biggest show, but when it comes to in ring product storytelling, NXT has mm -hmm. been hitting home runs the last couple of weeks. And AEW, uh, Sam, what's your thoughts? I feel like AEW is lacking in storytelling. We're getting great wrestling matches. Um, what I'll say about them: the wrestling matches sometimes come off a little too choreographed. Um, they're they're lacking that storytelling. I I don't know what they need to do. Uh, maybe hire a writer or two. I don't know, but the storytelling, they need to step it up. As for NXT, I feel like they've, they've had great shows. You know what I mean? And nothing has really like faltered for them. They stay consistent. They stay steady. Um, but like you said, that, that new car smell is definitely starting to wear off. I feel like when I, and I'm going to say it here, when Marty scroll pops up after his last match with ring of honor, uh, we're going to get that hype again because there's going to be a new toy to play with and, and watch in AEW. But um, that's only going to last but for so long to their next pay-per-view. So, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes from here. But, you know, they're going through their growing pains, and it's, it's early. Like, they just started. So Exactly. And, you know, I think we're, we're living in, especially in the wrestling world, people are always like, so worried about ratings and look at all the empty seats or whatever. It's like, it, it, and not only for AEW, but on both shows, both WWE and AEW. Like, if you, if you, it doesn't matter who goes to these shows. It doesn't yeah. matter what the rating is. If you enjoy the show, just enjoy the fucking show. Who gives it, a shit? It's wrestling at the end of the day. It, and it, if you go to a WWE live event, a lot of the times they're, they're half full. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you just go to like a Friday show or like a Saturday night show, they're half full. It's not like they're sold out, packed to the rafters. You know what I mean? Especially nowadays. So, or or um, half empty. But look, yeah. look at look at Raw and SmackDown, right? Raw and SmackDown draw the biggest ratings of the week. Yet you have Impact Wrestling that is better than both shows. You have NXT that's better than both shows. You have AEW that's better than both shows. You have MLW that's better than both shows. I'll even go a step further and say before the whole Jim Cornette shit went down, NWA was putting on better shows than both Raw and SmackDown. And guess what? The ratings and viewings on those thus is not even close to both the ratings for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of times people tend to like overthink it and, um, you know, just uh, just watch it play out because the the storytelling hasn't been great. But like I said, we're still getting great product from AEW. We're getting a great product from NXT. You know what I mean? You, you should be watching both if you like wrestling. You don't need to, to pit each company against each other so just relax and, and just be a fucking wrestling fan and enjoy it you know that, that's one thing i've always said wrestling fans are, are trying to do this whole war thing and it's like dude you guys don't even fucking work for the company stop being a fucking mark and just enjoy wrestling if you don't like one show just don't watch it that's it and and it's funny because those people that are they're waging war right they're more worried about the other product than like, the product that they're watching exactly yeah i know like hello like and it's funny because uh, I get bored sometimes. So I call out these people that are on these groups that say, oh, A-W, A-N-W. Like, my man, you're more worried about something that you don't like than something that you like. Like, if you look at the, the people that post their shit, like, 
just you like it, enjoy it, watch it, and that's it. Don't worry about anything else. Mm -hmm. I think the three of us here, this is why we do is because we like all types of wrestling. Like I think I sent you the the picture. There's a guy that that we're friends with on Facebook. He was in a in a wrestling show in Singapore, and they have no ring, but he's a wrestling fan. <laughs> and so, and, but it's funny because some of the the moves are like you know it was crazy, and they were doing it in a mat. You know what I mean? That's a wrestling fan. Yeah. Not you going online and posting, oh, AEW is partially full. You got to understand that. There's so much negativity when it comes to the wrestling Yeah, fan man, what the hell? It's terrible. Fuck you, General. Mamma mia! There we go. All right. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's talk about BBB. What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the butcher, ah, the blade, the blade, the bunny, triple B. What do? What's our thoughts on this? Is first of all, obviously we know who the bunny is. That's uh, Allie. All right. Is that the girl? That's the girl. Okay. And then her boyfriend or husband, Pepper Parks. That that's the blade. Pepper Pig. He used to be in Impact Wrestling. Uh, he's a decent talent, whatever. But this gimmick, apparently, they've been doing this gimmick in the Indies. I don't really know much about them. Um, so that means they're not doing a good job about it. The, no, the, they. This is in the indies. Okay. I really don't. And I think they've done beyond. They've done running beyond wrestling and other places. Uh -huh. I, I really. I know the the heavier of the two. He the butcher. He's in a metal band. Uh -huh. I mean, it's something different, I guess. Uh, I, I will say this: out of all three of them, I think this benefits Allie the most because Allie hasn't been doing shit, and mm -hmm. the fact that she's like the voice of this uh, of this squad of this yeah. trio here, I think that benefits her. I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna put the hammer on it yet. But what I will say that I find a little awkward is we have too many dark shit happening in AEW. Mm -hmm. So we got this new trio, right? The you butcher, got, the blade, the bunny. Then the you got dark the dark order, order yeah. which they're kind of now explaining us in uh, vignettes what mm -hmm. they are, which I've been liking the vignettes a lot. Yes. Um, now you have this new uh, kind of stable building. With uh, Brandy Rhodes and, and Awesome Kong called the uh, Nightmare, I think, what is it? The Nightmare Collective, which is a new stable, which now they're playing a dark type thing, which is kind of like the straightish society where they're shaving females' heads. So there's like a lot of dark shit happening, and I feel like it's kind of convoluted. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam, what's your thoughts on it? You're definitely right about a lot of these dark gimmicks. Um, I personally, I thought Allie shined this week. Yes, she was one of the highlights of the of the, uh, of the show. That promo was great. I know that it was a pre-tape and it wasn't live in the ring, but I think it came off great and made them look a lot better than their debut did. Um, I thought that they could quite possibly be adding a member if Marty Scroll winds up coming to AEW. He would fit right in with the fucking the mask that mm -hmm. a whole like doctor mask that he wears and the fucking umbrella yep. would fit in perfect with them. Yep. Um the dark order they're they're um I, I'm gonna say that their their shit has been a little campy. Like the guy falls on the ground and all you see is like a bunch of hands mushing his face. Like yeah. I don't I don't get it, man. <laughs> like Okay, okay, uh -oh. Sam, hold on. Hold no, on. You, hold you, wait, 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 hold on, Leo. Hold on. And actually, I could throw you two in the same box. No, don't, don't throw me in the same box. So I remember, if I recall, yes. going into All Out. Yes, All Out. I was shitting on the Dark Order, and you two yeah, you were, were all about it. Now they're kind of giving us some substance with the two, right? Yeah. With these vignettes, and you don't get it, yet you liked them before? Don't put me in I that did. box. I, I didn't say that. Before, it was more of like I had to guess what the hell was going on. Now that 
They're showing that you. is a disgusting <laughs> ass. Don't, don't put me in that box. I didn't say you my, were. I didn't you say, were with no, them too. No. And guess what? They shit the bed and all out. They've been no. shitting the okay. bed the whole time over here, and now okay. they're finally giving us some, some okay. sort of a story. Now I did like you. I did like the the vignettes, right? But I think what Sam is trying to say, and and, and it kind of caught my eye too. And I hate to say it's damn Sam, man. You know, I think the same. Uh, but the whole kind of grabbing at the face and not clawing, like right, a little tidbit just. Pan away or look up and have them like touch the camera, make it look like they're scratching his face. Don't get me wrong, like, I still hate the gimmick. No, no, but no. at least they're trying okay, with the vignettes. But now <laughs> they're giving you a backstory, which yeah. which is good. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe not keep the fat guy, you know, clawing at the face type of thing. Like, okay, maybe try something else. Uh, Friends of the show says I went to watch a wrestling show. Remember, we have the delay. We were talking about the wrestling shows. I went to watch a wrestling show in Bali a couple of years ago. And the ring posts were made out of bamboo, and the ring mat was rough as uh, bleep. And, and I went because I, I was on holiday there, and SA Reels wrestled. Cost me less to nothing, and it was crazy. So again, if you like wrestling, just go out and watch it. Don't go online and post about it, about what you don't like about it. You know what I mean? A lot of people always focus on the negative and the positive. Let's be honest. Okay, but, but you're still there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, at least, at least with us, we'll be critical on something. But like, we don't put negative posts every fucking post that we do. No, like we'll we'll be honest. If something shit the bed, something shit the bed. But okay, so but that's the thing. So now, and and it's funny because it's three of us. The three of us don't look at everything the same exact way. No, we, we you, sometimes you have two to one. Sometimes you have all three of us in three separate ways. Sometimes you have the three of us we're thinking the same way. We're talking about right way. now going into All Out. You guys were all about the fucking no, Dark no, Order, and I thought it was terrible. But you needed that. You need something. You need something in there. Now, do you need better storytelling in AEW? Absolutely. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I think the three of us see in there, right, Samuel Padro? My whole thing with these vignettes is, like, if you're going to go, like, dark, Go fucking dark. Like W it's 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 a shame when WWE is doing more dark shit than you are and you're T V fourteen. You know when, Go Lucha Underground Dark. I'll even go Impact is doing more dark shit than AEW. Yes. When somebody's ripping their hair out, right, and getting dragged to hell, it's a lot more like if you like separate, you know what I mean? You know it's fake, but like if you actually kinda look at it like um what's the word I'm looking for? When you mm. When you actually feed into the shit, it it's a lot more disturbing than a motherfucker patting your face. Like, oh, what is he like a germaphobe? Like, what are exactly? What are they, yeah, they're putty patrols for Power Rangers. That's what. Okay, that's what I thought. It's crazy. I've been, but I've been saying this. No, no, for the longest. no. But what I'm saying is now you're actually putting it on the screen. Like again, you have to go dark. You have to kind of show it. You have to make it different. What made Lucha Underground? Something a must watch. Not the stuff that was in the ring. That came afterwards. It's because it was shot different. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But that made you tune in. That made you want to see. Now, when you tune in and you saw these guys doing these crazy things in that area, now you were invested. I think, again, what you said, uh, Mario, too campy. And I think what, what Sam said, too, you have to go dark. And also, you have too many dark things happening. Like, you have too many dark stories. Dark visually. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dark visually. It, there's, too, there's too much of that. And I'm yeah. not really a big fan of that. Yeah, it's a lot of occult shit going on there. I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, uh, I guess AEW is under uh, 
The devil's they, walk. It's, it's growing pains, bro. They, they're a new company, and they're going to go through it. That's that's the best way to put it. Of course. Um, how, how many bad things did you have in ECW before they were okay? Even WCW, before they, you know, the prime, no, no, in, no. in their prime, they, they were shitting the bet, too. Yeah. Okay, Um. one more on the AEW front. So we had uh, Jericho came out. Le Champion. Le Champion. Le Champion. And then they got into he kind of did a remix of the of the list and then the list he originally had in WCW. So he was going off names where he wouldn't wrestle again. So he would say he even he even said Alan Jones, which is AJ Styles real name. And he would then always throw in Moxley in there. Moxley, Moxley, Moxley. And I thought that was pretty cool. It's pretty creative. Armbar. Yeah, he kind of did that. (laughs) And um, I know some people were shitting on it, like saying, like, oh, going down the well, WWE. He remixed it. All right, relax. And it's Jericho that's doing it. I thought he, would, be, I thought he was never be, going to do it'll that. It'll be completely different. If, like somebody yeah. else, like let's say MJF started doing the list. That would be completely different. But it's Jericho. He made the shit, like, shit famous. Like, who cares? He remixed. It's not like he called it the list of Jericho. He remixed both of his lists from WWE. The lexicon of the Le Champion. <laughs> it's funny because when they said that, when he said that, I think it was um I think it was Excalibur uh, that said, I don't think he knows what that really means. And then Tony Schiavone goes like, Are you gonna tell him that? <laughs> <laughs> so I love little things like that. Um and then um Jurassic Express comes out. Fucking Luchasaurus on the mic tore it up, man. Yeah, he did. Bro, that dude's a fucking star. While Jungle Boy versus Jericho is gonna be cool, mm-hmm. it's gonna be enjoyable. I'm really t- I'm, I want I want to see Luchasaurus and Jericho, man. But but that's good though, yeah. Because now you're working towards that. I remember what I always say here is you need a stable because you don't need to go one on one in order to get to your final point. Mm-hmm. Like save that Luchasaurus and and Jericho for your next pay per view, yeah, or for the pay per view that you're gonna sell. Throw Jungle Boy at him. Throw the other little one at Marco him. Stunt. Uh, you know, throw uh, what's a Mexican God, whatever the hell he's going by now. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. What, what's what's his new name? Spanish God. Spanish God. I don't know who calls him that. Like apparently they call him that. Um, but you have those matches going on, which you're ultimately going to build to the match that people want to see, which is that Luchasaurus and Jericho. And for those that are like bitching and moaning about AWO, wins who? and losses matter. Who? Shut up. He's zero eight. He shouldn't have a match. This is not a title match. He shouldn't have a match. That's what they were writing on the table. Sam, what's your thoughts? I feel like Jericho is the best thing on AEW right now. He's hitting on all cylinders, and whoever he gets in the ring with winds up looking 10 times better when they leave the ring. Um, I'm going to call right now. Jungle Boy is going to beat Jericho next week. No, uh, uh, December 18th. December eighteenth, the final, he, he, the final show of the year. Yeah, he's he's gonna beat Jericho. He's gonna come out looking like a million bucks. It's gonna be like some kind of roll up deal. Um, I feel like Jungle Boy, what's that kid's name? Uh, Darby Stunt? Allen. Oh, Darby Allen. Darby Allen. And Scorpio uh-huh. Sky. They've done a great job with those three guys the past couple of months, giving them recognition, sh- showcasing them, mm-hmm. making them look like stars. And I that was probably like the best segment. And going back to the to the uh, Thanksgiving episode when he was in there with um, Santana Ortiz with the Puerto Rican gift basket, I was yes. Yes. I was dying laughing. So all, the only thing I can say about Jericho is 
in his late age, he's hitting on all cylinders. He knows exactly what he needs to do and how to make another person in there look 10 times better than what they are. I agree 110%, brother. 110%. All right, let's talk about NXT. One thing I will give credit to both AEW and NXT, they're building to the December 18th show, like both companies. They're making it seem like it's important, like it's a pay-per-view type thing. Mm-hmm. So I give them credit for both companies. Uh, in the NXT front, they announced Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler December 18th for the NXT Women's Championship. This is a match that we've all wanted. Um, you know, you, you were just talking about uh, building and doing a great job booking-wise when it comes to Jungle Boy and Darby Allin and Scorpio Sky and AEW. I think over in an NXT front, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, and Rhea Ripley, they've been doing an incredible job with those three. And don't be surprised if Rhea Ripley takes that strap from Shayna Baszler, December 18th, to ending the year as champion. Yeah, I could see that happening, but I could also see um, the horsewomen getting involved and having some kind of schmage finish to build to the next takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would, man, I'm just excited to see a good match between these two. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, this is the match that everybody's been waiting for. This is the one we've been wanting. Mm-hmm. We know that the, the build is to, you know, Re Ripley dethroning Shayna. She's going to be the that, one. You know, we've we, we thrown in so many names in the last year. We said Dakota Kai. We said uh, Tegan Knox. We said Bianca Belair. We said Kansas Lurie. We've thrown in so many names. Mia but, Yim. Mia Yim, but yeah. it, it's got to be Rhea Ripley at this point. Yeah, especially after Survivor Series. Um, I know it's it was a ways away, but coming out of Survivor Series, exactly what you said. Keith Lee, Adam Cole, and Rhea Ripley look like the future of not just NXT, but WWE, WWE yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with Keith Lee's size and his athleticism, you know, he's great on the mic. Adam Cole might be the best professional wrestler right now yep. after Survivor Series weekend. He's Mr. The- he's Mr. November. Yeah, he showed his fucking ass, bro. He did a great job on every fucking match he was on. And Rhea Ripley, she's like a fucking prototype hybrid strong as hell beautiful great in the ring mm-hmm. she's awesome and I, I feel like charlotte was maybe feeling some type of way when they were in the ring together but that's another story because i think she just sees you know somebody taking her spot you know what i oh, mean absolutely but, and you could tell the, that the that the company sees a star in rhea ripley just like they see a star in keith lee so let's talk about keith lee um the rise of keith lee in this last month you know we all know he's he's great in the ring her. He was great in Evolve. The, yeah. He was great in the Indies. And he had, you know, a cup of coffee here in NXT. But the last couple of months, they've been really putting him on. And November, too, in this past month of November, he's really been shining and getting that final moment at Survivor Series with Roman Reigns. And they booked that so good because they had Keith Lee eliminate Seth Rollins, right? So when Roman Reigns and Keith Lee faced off, right, you... While Roman Reigns was getting booed towards Keith Lee, when Roman Reigns did beat Keith Lee and you had that fist bump, nobody was booing Roman Reigns. Yeah. If it would have been Seth Rollins, they would have been booing Seth Rollins. So I praise WWE for protecting Roman Reigns, but also making a star in Keith Lee. Of course. And and that's the thing. Do you think that most of this has come because of the matches that he's had with Dijak? Yes, I think Dijak, um, the match with Dijak has showed the company like okay we got what he could here. do what he could do yeah. so they put him in war games they put him in the in the in the survivor series team for mm-hmm. nxt and he was in the final two yeah i'm telling you right now 
if I was WWE, I'm not saying this was happen. This yeah. would happen. I would have Keith Lee win the Royal Rumble and beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Have him come up. That's just me. Do I see that happening? No, nope, but that's just me. No, Sam, but- what's your thoughts on Keith yeah. Lee? I would love to see that happen. Um, my thoughts on Keith Lee is the future. This guy is going to be a WWE champion, universal champion down the line. He did a tremendous job uh, over Survivor Series weekend and even this week on uh, NXT TV, he did a tremendous job. We show, They showed him in the ring with the Undisputed Era. He cut a decent promo, and he's only going to get better from here, guys. You know, that's the scary thing about these NXT talents that we're talking about. And just thinking about Adam Cole getting better is fucking incredible. But all three of the people that shine coming out of Survivor Series weekend are, are going to enhance their talents in the next couple of years. So I'm that just is a credit to that WWE system, that developmental system. I know we're not calling NXT a developmental system anymore, but you know they spent some time down there off TV and over in the UK and things like that, working with Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And I mean, it's showing that it's working. So I mean, WWE product, as much as we're critical on it, I feel like it does have a bright future with those three as long as they stay injury free. And, you know, not not talking about ratings or anything like that. Um, after Survivor Series weekend, it just proved that NXT is the premier brand in WWE. There's no it, argument. Who, they, who, call, who called it they should have won? Uh, they didn't, I did. You did, right? I said. And, and, and because now you have people invested. They want to know who Keith Lee is. They want to know who Adam Cole is. They want to know who Rhea Ripley is. Mm-hmm. And you had you needed them to win. In order to get people, but yeah, the, the only invested. way, the only, and I think we all were agreement that NXT was going to yeah. win the night. I think we disagreed on a couple matches here and there, but they're the, all winning one though. <laughs> that kind of sucks. Well, they fucking they fucking blew SmackDown out of the water last year. Yeah. So it makes sense for them to only have one win. Yeah, but it's still it's still McMahon. Yeah, I mean, it but you gotta understand that, that, that Fox money, fine. that Fox money. Now Vince sees SmackDown as the number one show. Mm-hmm. That That's Fox true. money came through. Raw was like, ah, you know what? That's like that, that new puppy when you had the... <laughs> um, Go ahead, Sam. They announced no, also... Sam, Sam uh, you got anything else that you wanted to say? Well, I was saying that Raw took that L hard just so they could build that Seth Rollins storyline as well. I feel like WWE did a pretty decent job storytelling coming out of Survivor Series. You know what I mean? Um, you know, every, Everybody wound up in the places they need to be. You know what I mean? Um, did some of the matches feel weird with the three-way Survivor Series matches? Yeah. Did some of the matches kind of flatten out where I thought that they were going to be great? Yeah. Well, I, the but, only match that was terrible on that show was the main event. Everything else was good. Yeah, everything was good. I was expecting a little bit more from Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, but that, that fucking uh, Pete Dunne-Adam Cole match was tremendous. The, the three-way between um, AJ, Roddy, and uh, Nakamura was great. Yeah. I, yeah think, and, uh, I think you can make the argument between that match, the Pete Dunne, Adam Cole, and the Men's Survivor Series matches, the matches of the night. You can make an argument for those three matches. Yeah. The elimination matches is where it kind of gets a little wonky for me. They did a decent job with how many moving parts are in those kinds of matches. So I'm not going to be too critical on it because I know it's a it's a hard match to pull off with all those people in there. But like it was just a little much, you know what I mean? All that, all those people is a little too crazy for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they did announce this week on NXT that we're going to get a number one contendership match coming uh, into the this week on uh, NXT. They announced we're going to get a three way between Keith Lee, 
Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa, winner, will face Adam Cole December 18th. Uh, who do we got here? Keith Lee. It's got to be Keith, right? Yeah, it's got to be, especially after what we just said. He came out looking like a million bucks over the last week or weekend, week, two weeks. You know, he's looked great. You know what I mean? And I feel like you got to strike when the iron's hot and give him that opportunity. Now, do I see him winning right now? I don't know about that. But, you know, give him that main event push, see what kind of match him and Adam Cole could put on. You mean and, build him? Uh, yeah, I don't see I don't see uh, Cole dropping the title yet, but uh, I think Keith has to win the three way, and then we get this one on one match because Keith's hot. He's you know, I think he's he's hotter at, than Champa at this point. Now uh, I need to ask you a question, Mario, because you're the one that's putting together the list for the Luchis, um, which is the end of the year results uh, show that that we kind of look at. Um, Keith Lee, do you put him at the top of the list? Not, not not going into the list that you have, but I'm he's, saying is like is he I think based on how he's finishing off uh twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. I think is a safe bet that he will be on the list. Is he on the top of the list? No. Because we we're not gonna no, no, it, no, it no, kinda I goes mean, it kinda goes to last year, which yeah. people got bent no, out know, of shape because Becky right. Lynch was the number one. Because she she had a great quarter. Yes. Last quarter of twenty eighteen, and mm-hmm. people were complaining why she was number one. She wasn't number one. You you got to look at the whole year, and yeah. a lot of wrestling fans tend to forget this. You got to go back to January mm-hmm. and then go everything like, like, throughout the year. Where was Keith Lee in January? Exactly. You got to go. At, you got to look at the whole year. And a lot of people, when they do these top ten lists or they want to break down like the number one this or number <laughs> one that, right? They only look at what's fresh. Yeah, it's, it's not like, the top ten list of the year. It's let, the top ten list way. of December. Adam Cole had an incredible November, right? Yeah. Right, Mr. November, but if you look at his whole year, he's had an incredible year. Yeah, all together, yeah, yeah. Even if he would have just been in the Survivor Series match, you know, Team NXT for Survivor mm-hmm. Series, you know, even if he would have just done that yeah. and not had an incredible match with Pete Dunne defending the title, he still had an incredible year. Yeah, NXT New York. So let, let people tend to like when they do these top 10 lists or whatever, they only go what's fresh. Yeah. That's why people well, were bent out of shape. Of course. About the, you and, know, like, and like Rhea thing. Ripley, you've also had her, you know, in, in WWE UK and I mean, NXT UK. It's not like she hasn't been around. Like mm-hmm. if you give her a title, it means something. Mm-hmm. That means she's at the top of whatever division, if you will, that she's on. Yeah. So now w- when you look at it and that's why you guys should tune in to the last show. And if you guys don't follow us on Facebook, you should follow us on Facebook at Lucha Outsiders and everywhere. But that's what we look at. And that's why like people were bent out of shape last year. But once you explained it, it made sense. And nobody had shit to say once you explained it. Of course. Well, that, that's how it is, Sam. When you once you explain something, you prove a point. I tell people all the time, give me an argument. If you can't get an ar- give me an argument and you're still bent out of shape, then that's on you. Marty Gennetti was better than Shawn Michaels. And, and and also, like I like I tell Leo, and Leo knows where I'm coming from. It, eh, Micho, I don't care. <laughs> there you go. If you don't like it, hang <laughs> it out. All right. Um, let's talk about. Um... Oh, was, uh, real quick, Ben Cliff. Uh, if you guys remember, Adam Cole had a decent showing in the Rumble in January. He lasted a while. So there you go. Again, go back, listen. Look at what the you know listen, what listen. has done, what has been going on. Dale, go, dale. All right, this is something Four I want. Four hours he, later, this is what I want to hear an opinion from Leo because I know Leo's a big fan of this guy. Fuck that guy. What do you think about Wade Barrett joining the NWA commentary team 
for their next pay-per-view coming up next week uh, into the fire. First of all, Way Barry, my boy. Mm-hmm. He could do no wrong in my eyes. <laughs> it's like he's my child. Stu Bennett, real name <laughs> Stu Bennett, but yeah. you know we all call him Way Barry. Too, I'm so. afraid I have some bad news for you. Mm-hmm. Um, now the the whole thing with with the comment that basically took uh, this guy out of we, NWS. Then we, we talked about we Cornette did, we in the did, last we episode, did, we right? Did, we did. Yeah. Uh, where it wasn't that it was more racial, it was more hunger, but anyway, he still said it. And it's it was a up. starvation joke. Yeah. He shouldn't have said it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think this brings a, another layer into your storytelling because if you actually look at it, Nigel McGuinness, he has an accent that adds to the commentary team. To the commentary team. Mm-hmm. Stu Bennett has an accent. Mm-hmm. I think that will also add to the commentary. Team. And he's a great talker. Exactly. Uh, now, I was actually looking for the picture that I have with him with the Argentina and the England flag. I'm still looking for it. Uh, but it's a great addition because he hasn't been doing indies. So yeah. it, it's kind of like. He's semi-retired if you think about it. I stepped away. Like, not like uh, Noah Hex, whatever the fuck his name is, the savior of, of the masses. The the guy who's here now in, in in NWA Power, the guy who retired and then came back, the guy with the beard, Sandow, whatever his name is. Oh, now. Damon Sandow. Yeah, what's his name now? Uh, Jonah Hex. No, 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 no. It's um, Jesus Christ, I forget. Rex, I forget. Rex Ryan. I don't know. I, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Aaron something. Aaron. Aaron Rex. Aaron Stevens. Stevens. There you go. So is that? It's not like him where he did do indie shows and he did show up here and there. Stu Bennett has been away from wrestling, 100%. So now for you to bring him back, that will bring more eyes into the into NWA as if you didn't have it. And as we know here, one of the biggest things that was helping Impact back in the day was how much ratings they had in the UK. So now, being NWA, being the studio show, you could very easily do a UK NWA power. You know what I mean? So that basically makes NW, NWA Power a international show because now you have that, that, that presence and he's a good storyteller. So I'm, I'm definitely looking up into watching what's going to happen. But, uh, hey, I love Stu Bennett. Last time I saw him was at the end of the last episode for Lucha Underground, and it was absolutely buzzing to see where Lucha Underground were with him in it. So I'm glad NWA got Stu in for sure. So it should be good. Ben Cliff gave us that. But uh, Sammy, what do you think? I think it's a great pickup from NWA. I mean, how how much better can you get? I mean, with the the rosters that are out there right now and everybody that's signed to pick up a guy like Wade Barrett or Stu Bennett um, out of nowhere, it seems, I think it's phenomenal for the NWA brand. Um, I, I hope that somewhere down the line we could see him return to the ring because I was always a fan of his work. Um, if you remember, he was part of that first uh, NXT uh, season mm-hmm. um, going back and um, him and Jericho being together and going back to the Nexus and the core was kind of blah, but I, I, I've i never had um, a bad thing to say about him. He could cut a great promo. He's good in the ring. He's got great look. Um, so I hope that, you know, after a couple months, he gets involved in some kind of storyline with, um, you know, 
whoever, whether it be the question mark, Trevor Murdoch, uh, Aaron Sandow, he's calling himself now. Um, I think it would be uh, great for NWA. You know what I mean? Just as like, I feel like have him on commentary as a, like a temporary thing where you're actually probably going to do some interviews, find somebody that's actually going to take his place. Then you could bring him in as an in-ring role and, uh, you know, let him shine and, <clears throat> excuse me, do his thing, you know? I think it's a, uh, uh, a definitely a, a miss opportunity from WWE standpoint that Wade Barrett never became a, a world champion because this is a, a guy, you know, we talk about reinventing themselves. Um, he did too with the Bad News uh, Barrett gimmick and then he became King Barrett. So he he's gr- he was always great in the ring. I, he's a, yeah. I know, a multi-time IC champion, which is cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with the Intercontinental title. I love that title. But, man, I think it was a whole, uh, definitely a missed opportunity from WWE standpoint, not putting the strap on him. I think he could have taken it and done something with it. But, you could have uh, given it to him, but you had it on Cena. Well, Super man, Cena. He's British, bro. He's never put a title on a British guy. He had the British Bulldog. You know what I mean? He had Wade Barrett. It's, it's incredible how many great talent on... come from, from England, and he has never put the title on a guy from England. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a British world champion in WWE. Yeah. So, so but it, nice pickup from NWA. I'm looking forward to uh, next week because, you know, you have a shit ton of wrestling next week. You got the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I don't know if people are going to watch it, but I might I might uh throw Ring of Honor a bone, even though they've been a little bit of controversial and shit. Uh, Ring like, of Honor. So that's happening Friday night with Final, final Battle. Then on Saturday, you have uh, NWA Into the Fire on the Fight app. And then Sunday, you have TLC. So you pretty much got he three. He has not given a British wrestler a title. You guys are right. The only one that got close was uh, Drew McIntyre, first ever Scottish WWE champion, and uh, Sheamus, first ever Irish. McIntyre never won the belt. He won the NXT championship, if you count yeah. that. that. That's what they're counting here. Uh, that's what they're counting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the in this list, list by Sportskedia. Um, you also had Neville, with uh, but never like a, like a main NXT champion. Title. Yeah. That's it. Well, but Neville. no, never a, a, Brit- a Britain guy. There you yeah. go. Sorry, go ahead, Daddy. Um, I British Bulldog win against Shawn yeah, Michaels. Yeah, those, British Bulldog should have gotten a run with it. Fit Finley. He's Finley's Irish. Fit Finley was always great in the ring, but he never had the, the amount of momentum like British Bulldog did. Next on the list, the British Bulldog. Go ahead, Daddy. Keep on. It takes a while for it to load. All right, stop reading, bro. Okay, William Regal. Okay. So um, I got one more into the fire. Then you got TLC on Sunday. So yes. you have uh, pretty much three days of wrestling. Most of it will be good and great. Um, and even you know we 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 crap on Ring of Honor, but if you actually look at the card, it actually doesn't look that bad. Besides uh, the the main event that's a little bit questionable between uh, Roosh and PCO, but you know you have Dan Moff versus Jeff Cobb. So you have some interesting matches on the Ring of Honor front. Um, hopefully they'll bounce back in 2020. Now, I don't which know. show has you most interested in watching? I think NWA out of the three. And I'm not saying that TLC is going to be a bad pay-per-view, even though mm. they haven't really announced uh, much matches besides Bray Wyatt and uh, Miz and That's Roman it. Reigns and uh, Baron Corbin. But I'm interested in, in NWA because, uh, you know, th- this is their first real you know, standalone pay per view like yeah. like that. Now, and are they actually doing the pay per view, or how can you see? Yeah, uh, fight YouTube? app. Oh, the fight app. Okay. The fight app. So I'm interested in which is that. a good pickup. And even the even their card, their card looks good. You know, you got the main event. You got James mm-hmm. Storm versus um, Nick Aldis for the NWA World Championship in two out of three falls. Um, their card looks good. Yeah. Um, if you want uh, something different, 
why not invest in uh get up <laughs> why not invest he, he in, wants to watch nwa power why too. not invest in nwa and i'm i'm mm. looking forward i'm you know to hear uh uh Stu bennett mm. on commentary one, one thing I, I wanted to point out about the nwa now that we're on the nwa topic they they kind of um not backtrack, but they kind of they fired Jim Cornette, and then yes. this week they showed the Rock and Roll Express winning the tag titles, and they showed Jim Cornette on screen like celebrating with them, and then they kind of did this thing where they kind of thanked Jim Cornette for their contributions, and I know a lot of people were shitting on him because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, why are you gonna thank the guy that fucking uh, said what he said on yeah. on the show? The and now you're kind of you're kind of thanking him. For his contributions, I think they kind of did that to protect NWA because you're going to show him on TV with the Rock and Roll Express. I think that's the only reason they did that. That's just me. Any thoughts on that or no? I think uh, you should stay as far away from Cornette as you can for now until the heat dies down and then bring him back. Uh, Sam, it wasn't. I don't think that was a good look to be honest with you because there's it, the wound is still fresh. So um, of course people are going to be critical of that. You know what I mean? But. Just to go back um, uh, to what you said about the weekend coming up of uh, wrestling, uh, my plan, because I still haven't watched Power yet, my plan on Saturday is to wake up nice and early and binge watch every single episode of Power and then buy that pay-per-view. He hasn't been watching. I haven't been watching, man. It's been pretty busy over here. Um, but I'm excited for, for this weekend. I'm excited for Saturday. And uh, even with Ring of Honor, that Dan Moff-Jeff uh, Cobb match is intriguing. I mean, that that sounds like uh, hard-hitting smash mouth, uh, to quote J.R. Slobberknocker. So, and, uh, and we've always said this about Ring of Honor. It's not the talent's fault. It's who's running the company, the downfall of Ring of Honor. Right. So this weekend coming up, it, it should be a great weekend for wrestling, you know? All right, let's talk about not-so-great things. Do you know what happened in Chicago uh, the past two days, Sam? Yeah, man, I heard our boy Walter got robbed, bro. I mean, it wasn't like a robbery. It was more like a burglary, but uh, apparently it was a smash and grab. They, uh, you know, He had his car parked somewhere, and they, they smashed up his car windows, so you can't even tell him congratulations. He played himself because he did lock his doors and windows, but... He, he fucking got his uh, belt stolen, man. And that was one of the belts that I put on my list as one of the best-looking belts mm-hmm. of all time. I love that UK title. And it's, it's a beautiful a damn title. Shame somebody stole it, man. They took his passport, too. And not only was Walter a victim of this, but also Timothy Thatcher. They took some of his stuff, too. So it wasn't yeah. just Walter. And yeah. I think what bothers me the most about this is that, you know, it doesn't matter where the place is at, you know, some anybody that does disgusting things like this it just sucks but i look at it like chicago has been getting so much great wrestling and to kind of re- repay a town like this by taking their shit it's just not it's not a good look man and i kind of got to give chicago a congratulations you played yourself you guys are scumbags for doing that you know i'm not you know it's fucked up you guys have been ge- getting some great wrestling this in 2019 and to do this to a, a top talent like Walter, I think is fucked up. And, you know, there's there's this thing when it comes to Walter, there's this stigma when it comes to Walter that he just hates coming to America. And, you know, doing something like this to the guy, he's probably never wanted to come to America anymore like that. that Not keep, as often as usual. That keeps adding to his the dismay of the U.S. Yeah, so I think it sucks. I think it's a, it, it's terrible in your words, Sam. Terrible, terrible. It, it definitely is terrible, but... Um, terrible. 
I wouldn't give the whole city congratulations. This was probably just some dude just. There you go. They're fucking you know, Sam cleaning it up. <laughs> fucking Sam cleaning you it can't up. can't give the whole city congratulations, bro. This is probably some scumbag heroin the whole addict city guy stabbed him. Trying to get his next fix. You know what I mean? Fuck you, Leo. Shut up. But uh, what, what was I saying, man? You can't just give the whole the whole city congratulations just because of one scumbag, you know? Well, that's why we have different opinions, Sam. So there if you, you want to clean it up, that's nice. Good for you. But I'm still <laughs> going to give him the congratulations. All right? It's, it's, All right. It's, it's terrible. Uh, Leo, any, any thoughts on the whole Walter debacle or any or anything else? You I think it was, just, it? it was just bad bad timing, bad you know placement. Oh, uh, by the way, the idiots that are trying to compare this to the Jericho situation yeah. is nothing like the Jericho situation. It's completely different. So, some, Jericho was having a couple of cocktails at a Longhorn, and he misplaced the title. Some asshole was like, yeah, go check Longhorns. It's probably there. It, exactly. Exactly. It's a completely different uh, situation. No, I, and, and you know what? Things happen. Things get stolen. Uh, as far as you, you get it back, that's all that matters. Uh, whether you do get the actual belt back or you make a replica of it, whatever it is. Um, but it does not look good for Chicago as a whole, and we already know what Walter feels about the U.S., mm -hmm. so yeah. It sucks. We're going to keep right. seeing him on NXT UK. Now. Let's finish up the show with some ha-ha-he-he -he slap uh, on the knee. We're finishing up the show? We're finishing up the show, brother. Like four hours later? Yes. Okay. Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> Bro. So going into this shit was already a schmaz as it is. Actually, before... Let me give a couple congratulations. Dale. Let me give Combates America a... Um, congratulations. You played yourself. Whoever ordered this pay-per-view. Combate. Congratulations. You played yourself. Combate. And obviously we gave the real one. Man, the dude lost in the first round, I think, under three minutes. He lasted longer than CM Punk. I'll give him that. Oh, man. He was fighting a fucking beast, though. Tito Ortiz is no joke. I mean, that guy, you know, he's a, a UFC legend, an MMA legend, but... But the go but but going into this, it was already a schmaz that is. Yeah. They were fighting for replica titles. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. What the fuck? Yeah, and he kept he kept the the WWE spinner belt though. He said he was gonna give it to his kids. Exactly. Uh, so that shows you what they were fighting for. God, that's a damn. By the way, shame. whoever made the flyer for that for that pay per view or whatever, the first ever Mexican WWE champion. And for the stupid ass people oh boy. that were, what about Eddie? Uh, Asshole, Eddie's Chicano. That means he was born in the U.S. but traveled to Mexico. Just want to make sure I put that out there because people are stupid. Dale. Yeah, but he's Mexican descent, though. Yes, but there's still Mexican, actual Mexican champion. Mm -hmm. You have the Rio and you have yeah, but I think, but I think when Eddie won it, I think they acknowledge him as the first Mexican yeah, no, no, champion. But, but, but I'm champion. saying, okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the person that made the flyer, they put that up there, having, because they wanted clickbait. They yeah. wanted the people to say, oh, what about Eddie? You forgot about Eddie. What about? Yeah, but Eddie, asterisk, is actually Chicano. Well, well I should, but people that are complaining should also get a congratulations. Look at ahead, what they're promoting. Give it to them. Look at what they're promoting. Congratulations. They're promoting a fight. Yourself. That they're, they're, replica they're, belts. they're fighting for replica belts. <laughs> now, question. It's Couldn't they fight funny. for the fiend belt? At least that one was worth 6500 That's a cute <laughs> I know, right? At oh. least that one was worth some money, right? That was probably oh. worth more than both of the belts that they had. I mean, you got a point. You got a point. <laughs> you got a saying. point. 
<laughs> All right. Leo, dale. Uh, any plugs in? Losradio.com. Follow it everywhere. Let the people know about it. If you guys are doing a show, have a show, like a show, want to do a show, you can go ahead and uh, reach out to us, talent at losradio.com, or you can go to the Los Radio page. If you already have a show, all we need is your RSS feed. We'll go ahead and put you on the page and put you on the app. We already have over 10,000 people that listen to Los Radio that would like to go ahead and listen to new content, just like here. Just like the Jimenez show, just like Dando Fuerte, just like Fuboleo, just like the Rig 8 show, just like everything that we have going on there. So reach out to us. Dale. Sam. What's up? Uh, I, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Jake, not Jacob Smith. Go give him a, a follow on Instagram. What? WWE super fan. Uh, great dude. Um, I've seen him at Evolution uh, when me and Mario went and a couple of signings here and there so uh he's in the tri-state area go give him a follow he's always putting up some content whether it's him uh with a funko pop or replica title or just you know giving his opinion on how do we on find him product. huh what's that what's yeah. that um instagram name again give it a plug one more time uh jake not jacob okay okay all right like that's the and, actual at jake not jacob yes sir okay. and you can follow me everywhere at sammy suplex um, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, everywhere, Twitter, and give the Lucha Outsiders a follow on Twitter. And what, Mario, what about, what about Brocky Suplex? You gonna put that one up anytime soon? Brocky Suplex. Yeah, because you got that Brock Lesnar fucking schedule. Oh, oh shut up! I'll, I'll be there next next time we do a show. Um, well, I mean, you you should be here because it's the Luchis, bro. It's the last show of the year. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for this, man. <laughs> next year we're gonna keep a tab, just like the the Wednesday Night Wars, of here, not here. So there you go, oh, Sam. We we could do that, and we'll keep a tab of how many times you walk out in the middle of the show. Okay, I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been here the whole show. All right. Dale. Mario. Let me let me uh let me thank everyone that reached out the last couple of days when yes. it was this whole Thanks. Instagram debacle, you know, Dream Match Wrestling, the heel marks, everybody that reached out and tried to help us out with this Sammy fucking stressful. He well, he's part of the team. And can you shut the fuck up? You already got your plugs. Okay. I got Damn, my, Disco. I got my 30 seconds. Shut shut your mic off. So let me thank everybody that reached okay. out. La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. This guy. I wanted to let you know that I shut it off. It's a verbal confirmation that I shut it off. You know what? I'm done. You can find me at Rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders. Not at the Lucha Outsiders. None of that shit. We got our page back. Thank goodness that we got our page back. Um, and you miss anything on today's episode, make sure you subscribe and download the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, will be fancy. Apple Podcasts, tune on MS Guy, Blowtrader.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. If you guys want to take Sam's spot, you can send us an email, info at losradio.com. Let me know. Uh, Kenneth Dinkins is saying, I'll take Sam's spot. We'll see. <laughs> Don't listen to Leo. Sam's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Just because he reports from an undisclosed location, he's not going to go anywhere. We're not doing that to Sam. We're not doing that to Sam. And he could put, he dropped the music a little bit down so he can hear I'm Sam. trying. Sam. Okay. Leo kissed my <laughs> black hairy ass, all right? <laughs> James Esponso saying, you can't replace Sam. Hearts. No, you cannot replace Sam. We're just messing around here, guys. <sighs> Long episode, bro. Well, we're back. We had a lot we're to back. cover. Now, imagine if the page wasn't up. Totally different Mario. 
Oh, yeah, this show would have been downhill. I would have had a different tone to this show. But the page is back. Instagram didn't fuck us over. We made it happen, though, right, Sam? Yeah, man. If you miss anything and everything on today's episode, episode 128 of the Lucha Outsider Show, people say we weren't going to make it to five. Make sure... You download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Mm-hmm. iTunes, SoundCloud, will be fancy. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Mexico, Apple, Australia, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Need leave us a five-star. Frostbite, Dream, you, Connors, Grace, Barry, the one who's most likely to be Leo because he's a disco inferno of this show, and he doesn't let people talk. So, 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 so. It's me dancing because people can. Okay. <laughs> Can we go? Can we go? Go! For the old man Leo. Yeah. For Sammy Suplex. Yours yeah. truly, Mr. Rated R. Keep it rated R and stay too sweet. Tune into the Luchis, people. Yeah. Good. Bye. And good.